Hello and welcome to Elite Card Raid, I'm Alex. the machine podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm Alex. I'm Mike. I'm Alex. Are you? Are you really? Can you prove that? I'm Alex. I'm Kurt. And I'm, I'm Alex. Nick. I'm Alex. He's Who? Alex. Who said that? Nick. Who? What? I am the ghost of future part Haley. It's Benji, what? isn't it? It's Benj, isn't it? Yeah. Benj Who's sounds Benj? ridiculously like Nick, though. Who's Benj? Get out. Get out. Who's Benj? What? Who is Benj? Get out now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not Ben. He's the saviour of elite card rate. Not sure that's true. <laughs> well, maybe not. Ben, ben a, you're a lovely human being, but he's a dark, dark Kandre. soul. Mm. Can't argue with his surname, though. That I can't argue with. <laughs> We're not having another Hanson on here. Oh, I can go and find mm, a, a small child to cry if you like. Mm, but, <laughs> oh, we should have uh, the Welsh contingent has arrived. Oh yeah, no. Uh, mm. Yeah, just shut up now, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, Mike, anyway, what? I'll mispronounce words and all sorts of other things for you. This is getting desperately close to a Cards Against Humanity card. Oh. Pronouncing the names of northern Welsh towns. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> yes. The fractions. Topic... The topic is fractions. Yeah. Do you know what really gets me? And go on then. What grinds my gears? So I go and get Cards of Humanity right now. I'm just picking no. random cards. No, we're no. not going to play Cards Against Humanity. Um, Although, if you donate to our Patreon, which we don't have, mm. well, people who say verify as opposed to verify, 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 yeah, it just annoys me. That's that's it. Yeah, but you always say aluminum. Aluminum. Oregano. Yeah, oregano. <laughs> Basil. You're one step from. Si- you one step from cilantro there. Yeah, but what are scallions though? Spring onions. Yes, they are. Yes, they are, sir. That's, that's fairly well known. Well, shut up. <laughs> good comeback. That was very good. Should we do the topic? Uh, news. Oh, news. Uh, there's a new book type thing out. Uh, every other podcast and their dog has reviewed it. That's um, the news. Thank you very much. You know, you know what though. It's going to get to a point where so many podcasts are going to say this that no podcasts are actually going to cover anything. I, I think with the amount of podcasts I've listened to, I can safely say that if you want, you know, all the coverage you can eat of that book, it's already out there. Yeah, I'm not saying with this book, but there will come a point <laughs> yeah. where enough podcasts say everyone else is doing it, so we're not doing it this week. Well, the the, the, the big problem always is that it, it, it eats time. It eats an episode every time you do it, and for us, so once a month. Is it worth just quickly saying how great the meat thresher looks? Because I've just looked at it. I know we've probably said it before, but I'm like... Well, Nick, if you want to talk about the, the, the model, actually, the uh, the thresher itself, which I believe is part of the new proper plastic line. Yeah. Oh, proper plastic. Yeah, as in you can use uh, plastic cement on it. Um, yeah, that looks like a, a lovely bit of kit. It does. Uh, I believe one of the new Signar kits is also the Stormclad kit. It does well, look like I could cut my head with it. Will Schick, <coughs> pardon me, sorry. Will Schick at SmogCon said that the next lot of jacks will all be in this new hard plastic. Fair enough. Yes, and I hope they look forward to selling at least seven of the new Berserker kits. Yeah. <laughs> well, so no, sorry, I'm the glad player who's late to the boat. I don't know about those ones. I think what he was referring to was the Warjacks of Renown and their so the Kodiak kit, yeah. the Stormclad kit, the Guardian, Guardian kit. Well, given that the Berserker no has, has, Berserk uh, has three jacks on that chassis. What about, yeah, the new one in the new book. So what's yeah, the other dog. one? So you've got the Berserker, the Mad Dog. And the Rager. Rager. Oh, That's the uh, Shield Guard Gladius one. Oh, okay. 
What about the new Colossals? Are they going to be in this new hard, awesome plastic? I'm guessing they'll still be in resin and metal. Yeah, they're resin. They're too uh, big to be plastic. Um, well, they're not too big to be plastic, because if you look at the kits that Games Workshop puts out, they'll put out yeah, kits that large in plastic. They would, however, probably be a bit too expensive. Yes, tooling-wise. Yeah. It's... Um, Sorry for the economics. Enough, though, in, in the on the subject, I was going to say on on hard plastic, soft plastic, because the, oh. the existing plastic that uh, Palantir Press use is regarded as soft plastic, and the, the new stuff is the hard plastic. Um, where the soft talk, plastic. Yeah, Alex, Alex, do you talk to your work colleagues about this kind of thing? Yeah, man, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lie. I've been to this one. That's a lie. The hard yeah. plastic is actually softer <laughs> than the soft plastic. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god. The soft plastic is harder than the. Shut up. Normal. For God's sake, talk about Bushido instead. Yeah, please talk about Bushido. <laughs> oh, no, why, why don't we talk about uh, X-Wing? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, isn't it? How about Armada? Armada. 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 We'll do that later. We'll do that later. Topic first. Armada afterwards. So the news is... Their podcast is awesome. The news is there's plenty of new stuff out in the new book. Go and have a read of it, because a lot of it's quite interesting, uh, unless you play mercenaries. Which you do. Yes, it's sad. Anyway, the topic for this evening, which I've put out I'm on it, had many comments about. You both make me sad. Um, I don't many. That's just Kev like 100 times and then 18 other people, right? Sure. Um... Uh, just uh, sorry, before we go into this, I'm checking the ECC list. He's got three units of Krill Warriors, each of which has 21 throwers. <laughs> I'm guessing that that means Kaba throwers, and I assume he means two, because they're one point each, yes. and he's got two points. So yeah. we'll see how this works out. But, yeah, moving on. So the topic, Mike. I if, 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 sharing. I'd love 21 Kaba throwers. That'd be a brilliant force. So, Mike, no. if we could just get on with this topic, then. What would we like to change about War Machine? 21 Kaba throwers! For Signal. Yeah. Someone's getting a paintbrush in the eye in a minute. <laughs> it's quite a long throw. Are you sure you can hit? I didn't say be throwing. I have a car outside. <laughs> it's quite I'm a long pet- drive. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Are you sure the wildlings won't get you? It's pretty fine. No spoilers. No spoilers, please. Thank you. <laughs> There's a man who's several weeks behind. I am. We'll catch in up. The, uh, go on, go on. Let's go, let's go on with the topic, please. Yes, yes. Uh, Alex there railroading us back onto the actual subject of the thing. So. Uh, just actually, before we do go to the topic, <laughs> did you know... Like, so you get a unit of Creelstone Warriors, you get a leader and five grunts. Northkin Fire Hunters, Creelstone Warriors, you get a leader and five grunts, or a leader and whatever, nine grunts, whatever it is. The uh, Northkin Fire Eaters are leader, grunt, and pig buddy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. I like Mike's actually just left. Just look at the camera, he has just walked away. <laughs> He's in the car. <laughs> He's in the car. He's coming for you, Nick. <sighs> so, Alex, how's that stalker coming along? Did you ever finish painting it? Sold it. Sold. Oh wow! You gave up painting it and sold it on. Yeah. So if we actually move on to the topic, the topic we're going to discuss tonight is is why Mike should pay more attention to War Machine and less attention to, to silly other things. I'm going to stab you in the eye. Um, <clears throat> I quite like silly other things. Okay. So <laughs> the topic on Reddit was: <laughs> You're in charge of War Machine and Horde's errata for one day. You have enough time for one errata document, uh, but you can only change five things. 
Expunge bile thralls, expunge bane thralls, expunge bane knights. Two more, come on. You're thinking a little sort of like, you know, drastic there. You're basically saying, I never want to play Cricks again. Yeah. No, no, we don't want anybody else ever to play Cricks again. That's not important. <laughs> I do like that. It's very good. Terry in the background. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's be down. Well, you know. Can you shout up the stairs and see if she'll change it into the rain just for comedy? comedy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, um, what I'll do first, I'll, I'll go through my list, and then we can have a, a bit of a discussion on those if you want, or if anyone else has got a list they want to go through first. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm just assuming that you know, you've know you all gone away and made up your own lists and had a good read of the topic and worked out some good points Mike, to bring up. Mike, Mike, we've met before, right? Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed, aren't I? <laughs> no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> it's okay. He will bullshit it and get away with it. It's fine. That, it's that, worked, that worked as most of, most of my life, in fact. <laughs> oh, dear. Or shall I go through some of the ones that were in the topic first? How, how about... Uh, what was your list? Say, what, but what, what happens with that topic? You, you start reading it and you go, uh, skip to the end. No, no. I, I, I went through looking for ones that were fives. So. Okay, okay. Oh, I don't like the first one. Well, hang on. One of the first ones I've got, that's a list of five, is uh, one that Kurt, you'll probably like, uh, and that was a suggestion uh, by Gryback. Tough, tough should be four plus. Uh, that the Mountain King should uh -huh. be mat six, yep. have Virtuoso, yep. Regeneration, and should be 19 points. Totally agree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had a discussion similar to this when Mountain King Hi. was first spoiled. I'd pay, 20, I'd pay 21 for that. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think that's actually a pretty decent change because it might actually come into contention at that kind of spec. Yep, I totally agree with that. It would. Uh, to be honest, I'd pay more points for it too for that. I wouldn't care about the two points for that. It would be really good. I'm not sure How, do it How do I feel? Yes. Rather warm. Yes, it's the inside. <laughs> this is not your emotional health and well-being, Carl. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, sorry. How do I feel about the Mount King being Matt 6, having Virtuoso, having Regeneration, and being point cost 19? I feel like my Mountain King would get played. So I think we can say that's probably a decent choice. Can I add an extra roll in there? You can try. Can, can we add Bulldoze to that? <gasps> bulldoze on Colossals. Not on Colossals, but on Gargantuans. Somewhat, I think it's the same guy, Grillback, that suggests it. Um, yeah. It's... But I quite like that idea, because what you're giving up when you're taking a Gargantuan um, is the other beasts and the fury management that they provide. You're putting all of the fury management in one big beast. So giving them that extra little rule to be able to push some things out of the way as they go in, really good. I think with the amount it could push all in one movement, um, it's just a bit especially, too powerful. Especially the amount of cricks or signal it could move. That's the important bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I tried. Um, no, I... I mean, we've seen how powerful Bulldoze is on just a large base model. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the ability to go, oh, I'm one inch away, I'll charge you, um, is it, pretty good. Or the ability to go, well, I can vaguely get to that flag, let's just push everything else out of the way. Um, I, I can't help but feel that on, you know, a five-inch across base, it would get a bit silly. Yeah, no, I guess I can understand that, and it would cause a... some issues when you get multiple impacts at the same time, and if you want to cross their paths, and yeah... What are we currently discussing? The idea of I was, giving... I was here and listening, but you just to, to remember. The idea of giving gargantuans <laughs> bulldoes. Yeah, that'd be wrong. Giving them one extra mat and rat would be pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think, personally speaking, I don't know if it's been discussed already, that'd be mine across the board. Warjacks get plus one mat and rat. 
And well, actually, one of my suggestions, actually number four on my list of ones here, was I said that um, there should be an across-the-board sort of minor rethink of Warjacks and Warbeasts. Uh, so they'd all have, instead of a half-inch melee range, a one-inch melee range as basic. Uh, so that's one change? No. It's it's, it's an across-the-board change. To oh, really? Oh, so okay. they're getting, so this is, yeah. you're getting more for your money then now, are you? Yes, I am. I went for value for money on this one. Uh, all non-character Warjacks and Warbeasts would get plus one map, plus one rap, plus two strength, plus two arm, and a point off. Wow. And all the characters would gain plus two strength and plus two arm. Okay. So it basically moves them a little bit further away from troops. And yeah. So that you can't just have... You know, you're certain if five weapon masters charge this jack, they will total it. You know, there, there is that kind of thing where it's like, okay, it's now only a 60%er. And Triumph is still bad. Yes, I'm afraid so. <laughs> I really would like to argue with you because I really quite like Triumph, but no. What, quite bad, sorry? Triumph. Oh. We've is lost that the one? Is that the siege? Is that sieges? Yes, sieges. Yes. Never mind. My joke, shield, yeah. my joke was lost on Alex. So, moving on. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, that's that's the change that I would make to Warjacks and Warbeasts, um, just to basically put them back in the fight. I because... guess you're increasing the arm and the strength by the same amount. So, Warjack on Warjack isn't actually changed. You're only changing their interaction with troops. It yep. does make Warcasters a bit more vulnerable to Jacks and Beasts. Yeah, um, which, which they should be. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think if you get a Warjack up in the face, that should be you know proper brown trousers time. Okay, yes, I can see that. So, so would you uh, make any changes to Warbeasts? So? Well, I said Warjacks and Warbeasts in that. Both, yeah. I was going to say, because I uh, was playing a game last night. A, um, a war machine, but, really? Yeah, a war machine. Uh, against a Legion. Now, yeah, against a Legion player. And he got a Ravagor into Barnabas, charged him, didn't really do too much. Um, Barnabas managed to kind of run away, and the free strike missed. Um, but he didn't get very far away, so the Ravagor charged him again the next turn, and still didn't kill him. <laughs> and the next turn after that, when he was engaged in combat, still didn't kill him. Uh, and basically, wow. as it went, Barnabas was slowly chipping away at this uh, Ravagor. had spiny growth on him as well, so he eventually ended up just killing the, the Ravagor, and the Ravagor did very little to him. Ravagor's not, especially as, especially as melee beast, though, is it? Ben? But yes, it's not. It's not. He's a he's a new player. He's a genuine league, so he's you know. And I, I'm I'm guessing Barney had uh, spiny growth nine flesh. Uh, maybe makes him pretty tough. Maybe. So, but that that is the kind of thing. I mean, this would help a little with that plus one map and plus two strength, and to get a couple of extra points off. But if you've got a caster that's hard, that, that's that hardy, it's not going to change it too much. Spinalus is a is a real tank when you when you tank him up he is very very hard to kill. Yes, he really really is. So okay, uh, going back to the thread, let's uh, pick someone slightly different. Uh, there was one from Comrade Dorian which said Nick slightly. Oh, pardon me, sorry, Nick is slightly different. We have one from Nick, different from the rest of humanity. I mean, never mind. Anyway, there was one from Comrade Dorian, um, which was, Gorman now costs four points, but has eight boxes. Oh, no. I mean, Gorman did get mentioned a lot in that thread. <laughs> which leads dump me to... Him, what, dump him in his own acid? Pardon? Dump him in his own acid. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be immune to it. Black oil, then. That he's not immune to, but it wouldn't kill him. No. Yeah, but it's the same problem that I have. It does it in my stuff. 
Like, aha, I'll fire the potter troll at him. Oh, it does nothing. Okay, the slag troll. No, wait, that also... Oh, damn. He's only got alcalinicorn resistance, though, hasn't he? So eventually, it would wear away if you no. put in the acid for long enough. No, I'm fairly sure. All acid and all fire damage. Fluff ain't rules, Alex. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, that'd be one of my changes. Fluff is yeah, rules. Well, I the, agree. Other the other suggestion we had is that Gorman's black oil is no longer AOE. Yeah, that could work. Um, so that one's from JTW158. We then goes uh, on to also say black oil no longer has to hit your own guy. Like, wait, what? But if it's not AOE, surely you can do what you like with it. Oh, no, I, mean, I, I, no I, I know what he means there, and that means basically what you could do is take an activation with something like a warjack, move it forward, get it to do stuff, and then have your Gorman black oil it in the back um, so that on the opponent's turn, even if they black oil it, it's no longer there at the start of your turn. Yeah. It one, one, way, one possible way of doing it would be that um, to, to word it that when, when it directly hits an enemy model, models in the AOE are blind. That actually is fairly sensible. Because uh, you could I'm... then if, if your your opponent is foolish enough, in inverted commas, or if you know makes that mistake of leaving a, a low defense model next to his, his warcaster or warlock or a sensitive target, you can take advantage of it, but then it's you know, you can't just run something of your own up and you know just hit that in the back with it. Because if you were to just do it to like directly hit because that's another way you could do it on a direct hit. Yeah. Models in the mean, AOE. If it said directly hit an enemy model, I think that Gorman could probably stay as two points. If he kept him pretty much as is, I think he really is worth three at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, this is. I, I love the new. The, well, I say new, obviously quite old now, but I love this this lower point system of, you know, like 50 point lists and things like that. And, you know, when models used to cost 63 points and you get a unit that cost 29 points and each extra man cost you three points. And, yeah, it just. It was, it was a whole mess of numbers. It was. Um, but it does lead to stuff like Gorman happening where, you know, he probably is, should be three points, but, you know, the decision was made that he was going to be two. Maybe he wasn't at that time considered to be worth that many points and he just eats. Can I ask a stupid question? Yeah. Does that really work? Black holding your own guy means that if some if your opponent opponent Gorman black holes you, it doesn't yeah. reset. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I play hordes without have Gorman. Yeah. Uh, I think the same thing works with um So what's that on, on the Gorman black oil, sorry? <sighs> right. <laughs> if... He's trolling, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't catch what you're saying. Okay. Right. So your jack goes forward, activates, yep. does stuff. Yeah. You then black oil it on your turn. Yeah. If your opponent then black oils it on their turn. Yeah. Black oil still stops at the start of your turn, so you would activate normally, because the opponent's black oil doesn't quote unquote do it doesn't stack and it doesn't refresh the effect. Right. Okay. It's. The, I think it's the same interaction that um, Sorsha freezing gripping one of your own, her own units does as well. Potentially, you can use black hole to defend your own stuff to make it usable on the next turn. But potentially, yes, yeah, it's granting them the ability to kill it anyway. Potentially, yeah, because it is minus four death. But but then again, it's, if it's it was like a, a, a heavy war chat with defense ten, it's. Yeah, 10 to 6 is not a huge drop in defense. No, no. One of the other suggestions we had, and th this was... 
pretty much a post that was entirely man of war related uh, from mr slapstick um, here we go here we go mr slapstick <laughs> <laughs> Where do you even start? I mean, he, he basically said that uh, all man awards should be speed five. Um, huh. The shock troopers should gain cleave. Do you uh, think he plays? Do, do you think maybe he plays Kedor? Maybe. <laughs> do you think maybe he's got a stockpile of man war? The bombardier yeah. should gain snipe. Oh my god! Uh, the Kovnik should gain reach and the ability to give Pathfinder to Man of Wars. I, I feel he's trolling us now. Um, I mean, I, I think it's pretty much agreed that maybe Man of Wars needs something. Um, <laughs> not all this. <laughs> maybe not all this at once. This this might be a little extreme. Um, I think maybe a caster with savagery would help. Um, but then again, I can't. Remind me what savagery does again. Uh, you gain plus five inches to your movement, but can't run or charge. I think. Oh uh, yes, that's um, Mercade has got it, hasn't she? Yes. Yes. So I mean, the ability to move um, shock troopers. Oh, God, that would, that would make them a little bit broken, though. Yeah, that, that would be, be eleven inches in shield wall. That that's a bad yeah, idea. That's that's not great. This is why playtesting exists. <laughs> yes, I know. Great idea. But, uh, no, I think that, that, that there has to be a way to fix Man Wars in there somewhere. But I, it, that, that wasn't the only post that actually targeted them, I don't think. Uh, there was someone else whose name I forget because I've scrolled away from it. Um, oh, it was Comrade Dorian again, uh, who's suggesting they get an ability called Running Hot, where they can take D3 points of damage to get either plus two inches of movement or plus two strength. On Man of War? Uh, for one activation. I like, that. I like that as well. Yeah, that is fluffy. A, UA. a, U, a character UA or a UA could grant them that. I don't, don't dislike I quite like that. Well, that, that, that was uh, said to be just like an ability they should gain. Well, they could gain it through having a UA, isn't it? You know, they could all yeah, have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I'm not against that. That's quite good. I, it's, it's interesting. I think it's more suitable for something like the demo core. Um, yeah. Would you rather see, for Man of War, a UA that each of the units can take that gives them... A, a, you know, a, a uniform boost over all three, so maybe like a plus two speed or, you know, like the um, Warborn Skinwalkers yeah. extra attack or, you know, just one one UA with one ability that it gives to any any unit of Man of War that it attaches to or would you rather see a unit attachment for each different Man of War unit that gives each one something different? One that attaches it to all of them more so it's simpler and more sound, more in line with what they've been doing. I late. think it's more likely that what we would see is something like... Uh, Another Man of War Kovnik. Yeah, obviously solo, yeah. Um, because at this point, going by what PP are doing, they're trying to add as few things as possible. So yeah. they wouldn't... I don't think they'd have three codes, I think. Yeah. It's as few product codes, isn't it? They're trying to reduce the amount of product codes we've got out there. Yeah. So either that or they do another rebox of um, Man of Wars. With I don't the, think they'd do that. I don't think they're going to rebox them because they've, they're only, you know... they. They could um, if they did that they could include a small basket of fruit with them. <laughs> We're sorry you've bought these models. Here have a compensation box basket of fruit. Bowl of, I think like generation game, bowl of oranges. And you think it's gonna be something amazing, but actually it's just a bowl of oranges. Maybe his and hers towels as well. His and hers towels like that one. And a bathrobe. Could be the holiday, but probably is nothing. Silk scarves. And a cuddly toy. People That'll seen... be lost on some of our American listeners. Yeah. And anybody, no, 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 or anyone younger. Because that, yeah. that was Generation Game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. I mean, they do have Generation Game in America. I don't know if it's the same format with that cuddly toy, silk scarves, you know, set of tea towels, whatever, as you have over here. But 
uh, had. It's been gone for a while. Had. Yeah. Had. Again. But I think some of our younger listeners as well, that's going to be lost on them. Should we explain it? No. no. What it was, was, is his game. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> moving God. on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Moving on. So Just look up uh, Operation U-Tree and you'll see some of the presenters on there. I'm fairly sure. <laughs> well, that's uh, several years of being lawsuit-free, gone down the toilet. No. I don't know. I'm not implicating anybody in uh, Operation U-Tree. It's not for me to say. <sighs> so, I think we can all agree that Man of Wars needs some kind of change. Perhaps. Maybe a different colour. Yeah. Um, I think they've had something to tweak them with the um, the Iron Fang Kovnik. Yeah. Um, and I th- but that wasn't really to tweak them, though, really. Uh, well, no, but it sure. does affect the shock troopers. Yeah. It unfortunately, does. unfortunately, I think the shock troopers are kind of the the middle unit of the three. Yeah. I think the, the demo core are by far the best, um, just because of their ability, their flexibility with attacks. Yes. No. Three bags full. Okay. Yes. Stay two. Um, so, I, fair enough. I, I, yeah, th- there is a change there. I'm not sure it's the right one, but I don't think we can come up with anything really better. Yeah, I think I, I say I think a, a UA. I, I, like, I like that running hot. I think a UA that gets like that running that. hot would be uh, would be quite cool. Um, that that kind of ability. And it's fluffy as well because you know they have the you know they are running around in big suits of armour powered by steam so it, you know. I mean, when, the, when you first had the fluff about them there was talk of people dying in the suits that's not well, quite that's it, yeah. Yeah. That's it. it was, yeah. it was well, always... I think that, that was actually one of the points that was brought up in the thread in that it was fluffy it does say that they can be yeah. boiled alive in the suits yeah or oh, it's certainly used to say that I can't remember if it still does but yeah, I, yeah. I've read it and would, would you would you rather see that as a straight kind of 2 damage or would you see that as a D3 damage or um I think like most things in the game, most things in the game are usually D three, so yeah. that you can't say I will do this and definitely live if something's yeah. already damaged. Yeah. So it has to be because it does say they're bald alive in the suits. So yeah, I'm, I'm all right for now. I'm getting quite hot. Yes. Okay. Um, here's one change that uh, I, I'm looking at, and it it kind of it misses the point of the rules change that was made to get us there. Um, so, so sorry for this one. I, I won't mention the poster's name. Um, it says, uh, basically, when making a double-handed throw at another model, you make a melee attack to hit the model you want to throw, uh-huh. but a ranged attack roll to hit the model you want to throw at. Now, this, I believe, may have been a change from Mark 1, but it was actually done so that you had a way of getting rid of stealthed models. Yeah. Now... Just on that subject, something I was, I've, I've been meaning to actually look up, but I've not got around to doing. So you throw a model, a uh, knockdown model. You throw a model at a knockdown model. Do you automatically yeah. hit with the melee attack? Uh, logic says yes. Yeah, sound, sound sort of, yeah, that makes sense. You're making a melee attack roll. Melee attack rolls against knockdown models automatically hit. Yeah. So, um, Krios and Barnabas on their feet turn. Got a little bit bonkers throwing stuff around. Well, no, because you're throwing in a knockdown model, but a throw is usually inherently less damaging than going up and smacking him in the face with something. Yeah, well, yeah, but if if and, he can't get there, it's and Krios usually has plenty of guns to just go. Well, I'm going to shoot. Oh you yeah, high... Krios does. Yeah, Maybe at a higher power. So much. Um, he's usually got a spitter or two. Yeah. So I think yes, it, it is something that. 
could potentially be exploited, but with the lists out there that use knockdown a lot, you're not really going to find it. And to be honest, if you want to auto-hit with a throw, um, all you need to do is run something behind what you're throwing at, um, such, that, such as you throw it in a straight line, and go, oh no, it goes here. Oh and dear. Yeah. Intervening model will get struck by accident. Whoops. Oh, my hmm. bad. Yeah. So I think we've all seen the diagrams of that one, how it works, and it's, yeah. Still doesn't get used an awful lot, which is a shame. It so, is. It's a really good one. So, so just that. explain that to me again, sorry. <laughs> so you, 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 you run a model... No, no, just... just cause I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. You run a model behind and throw at the model behind, and does it not miss because it can't deviate... Far enough, is that what you said? What, I don't it, quite it follow. Ca- it, it basically, it can't get there. So it moves along that line and goes, funk, and just hits the model in front. Right. There's no attack roll made at that point because you can't hit that model behind. So the model behind doesn't take any collateral damage because no. how does that work in regards to least disturbance and stuff like that? You just don't move anything. There's no least disturbance. It stops when it hits the model. Yes. Right, so it has to be an equal or, or larger base size, though. Yes. Because the, the stuff just goes It's like the offset, or you couldn't see the target model, yes. I don't know. I'll look it up. Yes, there is There's a whole diagram on there on, I think it's Hand Cannon Online. They've done multiple articles on it. The art of the throw, or something like that. Uh, another common one that came up in this thread, actually, uh, was uh, regarding Epic Haley's feet. Uh... No, leave it alone. Step off. And that, that was the one about removing the part where your opponent chooses the order of activation. So, so what, I've, what I've written down relates to that is all Haley models must be converted to have a blue flashing LED light on the top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's the fun police. Woo, 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 woo. Much as it is the fun police, it's very in flavour of her fluff. The whole idea that she's controlling time. Fluff in control. equal rules. Personally you were just using fluff to generate rules. I think she could keep that part of the feet, and I think personally, that if you were to get rid of the... Because does she not... I might be... Sacrificing there. movement or activation. No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Really? It, um, that's well, the part no. I would drop if I was going to drop part of it. I mean, that's the more powerful part, but Ooh. that's the less fluffy part. So I thought yeah. I had a minus to some stats, but they don't. So. Almost scenario-wise, the ability to choose the order of activation is can be more powerful. Because if you say, okay, you need to activate your rear units first, and you've got Against to activate... The right. Um, and you've got yes. to activate your caster last. Yeah, obviously that still messes with people. Uh, yeah. Very much so. But what would... change... Uh, sorry, go on, carry it, actually. No, okay. no you go, you go, I insist. Nick, continue. No, he's given oh, up now. He um, he, he's, not, he's not here to resist anymore. Um, no, I, I, I do actually think this is a, a decent idea in that you would get rid of the uh, ability for her to change the order of activation it's still powerful because you're still giving up either your movement or your action. And depending on when you activate it, and obviously with the range of her control area, a lot of the battlefield is going to be affected. Um, but that ability to choose what order things go in just takes it over the top. And it also means that stuff outside the feet is, act- is affected because that has to activate last. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think her feet is very strong. Um, I don't know how you would reduce it. I think... 
a good sign is, you know, a feat that was obviously too strong was a sixes twos. Yes, it's, it's and, been and changed. Uh, it's I, I, been. I have another idea. You could um, add some kind of power source to the Haley model. So whenever the you could run Haley as she is now, I think it's probably acceptable, providing the person playing Haley gets electrocuted every time they move her. <laughs> Wouldn't that be more fluffy for Striker too? Uh, are you true? Yeah, yeah, that is much more for Striker too. I just, hey, it's quite, I, I like the idea of paying for Haley. Haley, Haley Future is in a storm suit of some kind, so I guess we could electrify her. She looks more like a. What's it? Um, Serious. Clockwork girl, yeah. Any other thoughts on Hayley? No. Okay. She's what she is. Okay. One that is always very contentious, um, and this is from Jeff is a genius, um, is you delay pre-measuring. No. Only if you rewrite Reinhold. That's true. Okay, let's presume that if pre-measuring is allowed, anything that allows you to gauge ranges would also be suitably altered to have a different advantage. See, pre-measuring is an interesting topic because it's an, inher- it's an inherent skill to the game that you learn as you go. You become good at eyeballing things and whatnot. And there are tools in the game that if you have a really janky assassination, you can use that spyglass with Rainhole and see whether it's going to work or not. No, Nick, you use reload on your caster. (laughs) More likely you use reload on your caster, and then go, shit, I was a quarter of an inch out. Um, But, yeah. um, uh. I think it's an interesting one, because the contention usually is that this is a strategy, as it says here, this is a strategy game, not a game of who can guess tiny distances more accurately. And... I do have some sympathy for that, but at the same point, I very much like the idea of the battlefield is kind of vague unless it's in, inside your Warcaster's control area. Okay. Um, because the, the whole idea of using your Warcaster's control area to go, okay, I know that's X distance away, so if I transpose that measurement to there, then yeah, that, that should be in. Because that's kind of... It really does bring the whole focal point of the Warcaster really down to the tabletop level, in that they are the most powerful figure on there. How slippy is the slope if you start lying pre-measuring how long before you're playing on hexed boards? Uh, there's nothing wrong with playing on hexes. I mean, you've played the uh, World of Warcraft minis game with me, so... Uh... It's just a different game, though, isn't it, if you do that? It is. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I, I think that Pre-measure or not pre-measure is something that's kind of... It's not a deciding factor between buying two different games. I do find pre-measuring strange. I suppose it comes from the whole Games Workshop background and um, a lot of War Machine. But when you're playing things like Batman where you're allowed to measure or you're allowed to... At certain points in the game, you're allowed to measure, it's Well, kind of... uh, Games Workshop is full pre-measure now. Um, is as is uh, Malifaux. Uh, I think Dystopian Wars is as well. Uh, obviously, said the Batman game is. So there's an awful lot of games out there that are pre-measure. Um, there's a lot of pre-measuring in um, Amada and, and X-Wing to an extent. Less relevant in X-Wing because the manoeuvre whole thing. But Well, X-Wing, you're only allowed to pre-measure when you're checking for target locks. Mm. Um, but it's an interesting one. And I, I think regardless of which side of the fence you fall on, you're probably going to upset the same number of people. Um, but at, at the moment, I don't see anything wrong with the measuring system we have now. No, uh, I'm, I'm very no, much. I don't think the measuring system needs changing. Yeah, I, I think I, I fall very much in the camp of if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think you have, you have got a certain amount of pre-measuring one machine. It's just you have to be a bit clever with it. 
Yes. Well, you've always got you know the command range of the currently activated unit. You've always got your melee range. You've always got your caster's control area. Um, so if you're good with a bit of trigonometry, um, you can pretty much work at any distance on the table. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's always an interesting one. We start wearing I hate Pythagoras t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a sin. I'm good. I'm petrol boys in my head now. Thanks. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what else do we have uh, in this thread? Because um, we're down to the bit that I kind of glanced over. Uh, there was actually there was uh, some mentions of trying to reform tough. I saw that. Manner. So you missed the first. Yeah, I just I was reading that just now. Um, that you ignore the first hit or ignore the ignore the first wound. Is that what you meant? Well, I think there's a couple of. Quote, unquote, Rather than rolling a dice, you have some kind of ignore the first attack or the first wound. And, or or if, you, if, if you're tough, then you're not knocked down, but you lose tough for a turn. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is interesting. I wonder if these people have played me with my trolls. <laughs> no, because then they'd be moaning about Starcrossed. Um, uh-huh. Yes, funny man. No. Uh-huh. Um, nah, it is one of the, it is one of the more random things in War Machine, uh, in a game that largely, other than the to hit and damage rolls, doesn't usually use randomness. Um, but at the same time, I think there has to be that sort of idea of oh, this is very damaging. You're just dead. Um, so kind of instant kill stuff. Yeah, well, I suppose I mean, they've got like grievous wounds. Do they give more stuff grievous wounds though? Well, uh, there is a lot of anti. Or is there? Or is there? Is, is there something that just as opposed to grievous wounds that ignore that you can't heal, transfer, or anything like that? That I just think means you can't heal and you lose tough or something. Most factions, to some extent, have an anti-tough mechanic within them. Not so sure on Gators. Uh, I said most factions. Um, yeah, you know, Gators, Gators are a faction, though, are they? Let's be fair. Yes, I know Crix does. I know Circle does. I know Menoth does. I know Kador does. Um, what else we got? Signar don't have any anti-healing, I think. Ha ha ha! No, I can't think of anything. No. no this is Merc. Um, Mercs. I'm not entirely sure. Um, well, there's very little RFP in Mercs, so. So is that RFP ignores tough, doesn't it? Oh no, sorry. Um. No, it doesn't. Uh, there's some thunder. What do you mean, no, it doesn't? You don't get tougher against our um, roof and play. Crit consume. Yeah. What time does that go off on? This well, has got really uh, exciting now. Yeah. Uh, not having the rules in front of me, I uh, can't exactly say. Let's have a look. But I'd say it's probably at least 50-50 with the factions that have some kind of way around tough. So, um, critical consume on a critical hit if attack hit a small base non warlock, world caster, warlock, model, model hit is removed from play. So, yeah, that's negate tough. Yep, that does because it does it before, uh, boxes. It does it before disabled. Yeah, it does it before anything. You just yeah. on hit, it's removed from play. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. but there is, there is some stuff that RFPs on box, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, tough takes place at disabled, and then a lot of stuff takes place at boxed. So, um, Good. anyway, th- there are ways of dealing with tough at the moment. Um, gin, uh, I would think. Actually, I don't think trolls, <laughs> so I don't really have to worry about it. But gin, I reckon would help. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure there's anything particularly wrong with tough. 
No, it was great. I love it. Sp- speaking of someone who played Boomhauer... I'm utterly impartial. I am utterly impartial when it comes to tough. It's amazing. <laughs> I know, yeah, let's, let's, let's ask so, Alex and Nick. Well, how do you feel, Kurt, about the fact that I can give my three Haley's tough? That's entirely different. <laughs> I think it's it's good. Tough is good, but it is only a two in six chance. Indeed. One in three, totally. Um, so, you know, some games you're going to hit a lot of them. Other games you're not. Um, I don't know whether or not it'd be worthwhile giving more stuff. Maybe giving something to Warjacks and Warbeast that means they ignore tough. That made them too broke. Um, but I think it, I don't know. I, I personally think that this, this the, the game itself is relatively well balanced. I, mean, I, th- I think from the actual uh, conversation that's been had in that Reddit topic, uh, that in general people do agree, the game is by and large pretty good. But there's a couple of corner cases that everyone can see and perhaps see slightly differently that need... I don't, I don't think Tough is one of those, though. No, I, I'm not sure it is Tough, to be honest. Um, so, okay, let, let, let's move on from Tough. Next one, Caster Kills, Don't End the Game. No, I don't agree with that. I love, it. I love that. It would seem as every other game, wouldn't it, without that? No, there was a, a period of Mark 1 where people thought that would be a good idea. That's what gave rise to... Well, it didn't give rise to... It aided the rise of uh, Infantry Machine. Well, there was a period in Mark II where um, I know that certainly Jamie P was commenting that um, the amount of tournaments that said no caster kill was saddening him. Um, And I I, I do very much agree with that. I'm not aware of a single tournament in Mark II that's... Very early on. Very, very early on. Like before it happened. Not quite. Like in the field um, test. Yes, play test, yes. Oh, field yeah. test was amazing. Field test was amazing. It confused me on Magic 2 for absolutely yonks, though. I got the wrong Magic 2 in my head for ages. Anyway. Sad times, Kurt. I know. Uh, but now, one of the greatest advantages of the game is the whole thing of you can push forward, be completely in control of the game, you've smashed your opponent's army, and then go, well, I've got one last shot. It's desperate. It's 10%. Let's see what we can do. Oh, one. Yeah. And I like it, that. When it gets pulled off against you, it's so infuriating because to get to that point, you've basically let it happen. You, but, but, you've given them a route out. But on the other side, to watch that happen to high-end players is one of the joys of going to tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> to, to see them suffer the 10%er. To watch... The, I'm not going to name names because I would, it's just too obvious. But um, to watch certain characters <laughs> lose their rag entirely... When they think I've got a game sewn up and somebody throws a last effort, it just, just makes it for me. <laughs> um, no, I, I, and I think one of the people I'm talking about would agree with me if you knew I was talking about him. I think this is the thing. No, well, virtually no games of War Machine are ever dead. Um, what is that when you lose a caster? Pardon? Not even when you lose your caster. Very funny. Um... But no, there's, there's generally a way back into it from almost any situation. And obviously, yes, if you've got a Hordes caster on one box with no fury... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you 
towards uh, really, not doing well. You, uh, yeah, and yeah you're really it. putting a lot of weight in tough. <laughs> yep. Um, that could be a bit of a problem. Um, but, you know, I think the fact that the assassination is there keeps the game live, even if you're down on scenario. Even if you've got Grizzel and she can make three or four tough rolls in a row. Uh, Quiet you. Sorry. To be fair, I, I did once make three tough rolls in a row on McBain. So, uh... I think my record wasn't that in that tournament. Four, or five. No, oh, yeah. it wasn't in the tournament. I yeah, won. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was uh, playing against Rich Loxham at uh, FQD three. Um, and it basically meant that the next turn, all the Kayazi who were countermeasured and in his face, charged siege, and siege exploded. It was fun. Good. So. How did Rich feel about that? He was somewhat less than impressed. I imagine so. I think that was about the time he went off and made Guild Ball. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like that. There's a little bit of credit you're taking there for Guild Ball. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, well, I had a good I caused the rage to... quit that caused and, uh, that game. Yeah. Without me, you wouldn't have uh, Guild Ball, so yeah. I like it. So. Mahu. <laughs> Um, the one that I fully support here, down here with was it Colonel Garaffi, um, Karcher of the Terrible, give him Focus 7. And keep his Arcane Turbine. No. <laughs> yes, I, I want Karcher to have 8 Focus. Seems good. No one agrees? Like no? Mm. I'm not dignifying it with a response. No. <laughs> uh, so maybe I should move on from that one then. Do, you, do we talk about Starcross instead? No. I'm, I'm amused no one actually mentioned Starcross at all. <clears throat> That's because it's entirely fair and balanced. Lies and balanced to win. Uh, to be fair, in that theme force, it's pretty nasty. Yeah. Any theme force is pretty nasty. It's got two. Yeah. In other news, I just mischecked a uh, Grissel 2 list that wasn't Elemental Evolutionism, or it's called. <laughs> Chris Moncaster. <laughs> Grissel 2. Is it, uh, is it Calandra? Oh, it's Calandra, isn't it? Yeah. Well done. Uh, Alex, please leave the podcast. Yeah. You are the weakest judge. I'm not a judge, so I'm fine. Oh, I found Grissel 2 without Elemental Communion. Alex, well done. <laughs> Well, that Grissel 2 list that, that I checked that was is... Uh, yeah, that, that person's cheating. That person's cheating a lot. That person is cheating. That cheating person's cheating more than me. So, was, was there anything else in that thread that people kind of found interesting, useful, different? Nah, there's a couple of things outside the thread. Okay, yeah, you know, ring them up. I was going to go with... Uh, Reddit is a dark and dangerous place. Reddit is a dark and dangerous place, though the War Machine Reddit seems very tame by Reddit standards, so we're okay. Yes. Um, Screw I, Signal. Signal? What? Is this going to be about Signal? No, it was going to be about power attacks. Oh, okay, I'm listening um, And I would say power attacks are one of the most underused things in the game, and there's got to be a way to bring them back into the game. Um, and I'm not sure whether it's to increase the power of them, or to give both to, to do it, or to allow a power attack without the need for focus. I would actually say the easiest way of bringing power attacks back into the game 
uh, would, be to, would be to allow them on the charge. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So if Charging you want to do a double hand, so if you want to do a double handed throw, you can actually you know, pay one focus, charge in, and double handed throw as part of the charge. Could you do that in Mark One? I can't remember. I've got a funny feeling you could. I don't know. I didn't play enough Mark One. I'm not, sure if, I, very... I'm not sure if I was doing it right. If I, I'm sure I did it, but it may have been wrong to do it. Um, the... I love a charging headbutt. The idea that you can charge in somebody shoulder first and slam the head down, knock them to the ground. With the subtext, you have to do it with a Scottish that accent. Actually, that actually was one of the original suggestions I had for part of a sort of rebalancing of warjacks um, is to actually give the ones who had head spikes in Mark One their head attacks. Head spikes. Yes. Yes. You know, to give Juggernauts a third, what was it, power 12 attack? You mean like Crickstracks? Yeah, because they kept theirs. Um, but no, there's, there's an awful lot of Warjacks out there that, you know, an extra power 11, power 12 attack on. Actually, that adds an awful lot of utility to them. What and I think you do is they should effectively remove all the point cost of the models. You can just deploy your models until one of one the first player says or one player says stop. We are and then not that player that player takes the first turn. Yeah. I think uh, that sounds like Bushido though, doesn't it? No, it's not Bushido, it's the Age of Signal. Age of Signal. Yeah, that's, it. that's what we're gonna call it. Despite the fact they look like blood angels. But we're not here to discuss Games Workshop. No, we're not discussing Games Workshop, we're discussing Privateer Press. Oh, you never said anything about Games Workshop. Of course we are, Alex. Of course we are. Alex, how do you feel about True Line of Sight? Um, I have no feelings either way about True Line of Sight, if I'm being completely honest. True Line of Sight is an evil that needs to be eradicated from this world. Okay. That's just just my opinion, man. Is it, um, I can't remember if it's in Infinity or not, or they're taking it out now. Uh, Infinity's been taken it out. Well, it's, it's still True Line of Sight... But it's not true line of sight for the imagine the on the table. True line of sight, we have to imagine the cylinder. Yeah, essentially. Mm, that's what I thought. Uh, which technically, War Machine actually also has uh, volumes for all the models Does. That, yeah. that no one uses because they're in a really confusing bit of the rulebook. That no have one works out hills yet. They're also on the um, on all the spray templates. Yes, they, they are. are. Yeah. Uh, if anyone ever questions, does this hill block line of sight? Just th- throw something at them. Uh, have we worked out how hill rules get work yet, or is that still an ongoing argument? I haven't no, been on that, the Frontier Press that, that, for that a is, long That time. is dead in the water, towing on the hill, and saying, I'm towing on the hill, means you're on the hill. There is no argument there anymore. King of the Hill? Sure, if you want to watch a uh, Fox mm. animated comedy from the mid-90s. About Ridge Raiders. Ridge Raiders, or War Boys. Okay, well, I think we've exp- expended this topic then. Think about Ridge Raiders. Uh, I'd just like to say. Hills and imaginary, what's this? <sighs> this is a bunker, but that's a hill. But this hill is higher, lower than this bunker. What? I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who contributed to this on Reddit. Um, Maybe we should throw more topics at Reddit. They yeah. seem to do more work than we do. I think they um, seem to think about things longer than we do, too. <laughs> I agree. Well, I don't like to agree with Nick, but I agree. If we get anything interesting, we'll definitely throw it their way and um, see what they think about it. Reddit, you rule. Reddit, you can be at the star of our next podcast. Uh, we can invite them all on. No, 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 no. They write online, we quote it, and make it sound like it's vaguely ours. Awesome. Okay, okay. Well, I think with that, what we can do now is maybe go for a break. Maybe. What do we do after the break? 
where we can have more discussions about things. We spell it out. Oh, spell I'm back. Anyway, we'll see you all on the other side. Welcome back to part two of Elite Cadre. We are now going to go into spelling it out, everyone's favourite section, where we try to explain and walk after spells and do it all wrong and get shouted on the internet. Pretty much. Um, My favourite yeah, bit. We are going to go for a first, and we're going to look at a convergence of serious Warcaster. Um, is, is it wrong to say they all look the same? They, they do all look the same, but we're going to educate the, uh, the populace on what to expect, um, and using only the, the highest level of algorithms developed by the uh, applied mathematics professor that is Chris Cawthorn, Yay. we have decided to uh, to focus on Forge Master Syntherion. Toolbox! Toolbox! Swiss Army Knife. Whatever. Um, yeah, so, uh, he's a Focus 6 Warcaster. Mm -hmm. And he has some spells. Um, first of which is Convection, which is a cost 2, range 10, no AOE, power 12, upkeepable uh, non-upkeepable offensive spell. When Convection destroys a living enemy model, allocate one focus point to a Warjack in this model's battle group that's in its control area. Go. It's a very average nuke. That maybe gets you a focus if you're lucky. You don't cast it very often. Yeah, it's, you know... I mean, one thing to consider is Cytherian is the warcaster you get in the battle box um, for uh, convergence. So he may be some people's first experience. So you know, playing battle boxes, maybe expanding, getting a couple of solos, might use it to to pick out a solo or something. Uh, given he, given the rest of his spell list uh, and the fact he's focus six, it's not great. This, this just isn't getting cast a lot of the time. No. Late in the game, it's a useful bit of toolboxery, but. That's about it. It is his only source of magic damage. He doesn't have magical weapons, which is something interesting to note. Uh, and yes, it's his only true. offensive spell with a power on it, because his other offensive spell is a debuff that doesn't actually do any damage. So it is his only way to deal with uh, what are the damn ghostly models called again. What? Uh, overall, I'm not too familiar with the convergence. What kind of access do they have overall to magic weapons? Not a lot. Not a lot, no. They're so, robots, for God's sake. So it is useful as a kind of late-game point removal kind of thing? Yeah. yeah but not yeah, much yeah. else. Yeah. Because, let's face it, you're not going to remove an entire unit of Black Bane's Ghost Raiders. <laughs> no, that's very true. <laughs> you're going to struggle. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, so, let's say, corner case, not going to be used very often, but... Useful in the back. Um, that just suggests that this is only real offensive kind of iron debuff, but is he more of a support caster? I really should have guessed. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely as a support caster. Yeah. Um, so, we'll move on to the next spell. 
which is Hotshot, which is unsurprisingly a support spell. Uh, it is a cost two, range ten. Uh, and it's not. It's cost two, range six. Sorry, no AOE, no power, upkeepable, non-offensive spell. Target model in this model's battle group gains boosted range attack damage rolls. So that is the damage rolls from range attacks are boosted. Pew pew. Pew pew. Yeah. yeah. I hear this uh, is good on a galleon. What? I, it, I was going to say, I've heard it's good in mercs. And one thing to consider is that he is only rat 5, so his warjacks are only rat 5, but when you've got things like flare infection. Well, um, I'll, I'll be honest, this is the kind of spell that you want on something with an AoE anyway. Yes. Um, so that even if it does scatter, you don't have to boost any of them because you're getting 2, 3, 4 boosted damage rolls. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's that's where it's going to be most efficient. Is when, like you say, you've got things with AOEs. Uh, I, I, I would stress, don't put anything with an AOE that does puncture. No, that wouldn't be great. That doesn't and work. And same thing with with regards to the um, the battle box, though, because the heavy war jacket gets in the battle box is the monitor. I think, isn't it? No, it's not a monitor. It is the well, bloody don't make sense to me. I know me. Need to go to the light. Um, Nick, help. Cipher. Cipher. Yes, the cipher. And the double one, punches. Yeah, his range attacks are models hit suffer power six blast damage. He's got three uh, ammo types effectively. One is model hit suffer power six blast damage roll. The next one is a crater, which is a, a rough terrain AOE. And then they've got flare. Um, so that's not going to be too great on the cipher. You then oh, do God, get. Boosted power six blast damage is mm. not terrible. No, I think it's AOE four as well, so that's not too bad. Yeah, you're looking um, at what is it? That'll get into armor sixteen stuff on average. Yeah, dogs. it's good against the Texas. <laughs> um, you've then got the galvanize as well. That's not got a range attack, and then it's the um, mitigator is the other one, which has the razor bowler that is a puncher, AOE puncher. Um, so it's it, it's good. I mean, obviously the battle box isn't the be all and end all, but again, it's going to be most people's first experience with with convergence. So some people may look at that spell and think, oh well, you know, it's only power sixes. It's not that great. But then again, it does make those power sixes actually legitimate on the on the field. So who knows? But uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 handy. It's going to be more useful with uh, other stuff when you can take other things out of the battle box. Um, it's much bigger. Bigger point games, but yeah. I mean, you look at the uh, assimilator. Um, it's uh, a, one of the floaty jacks, floaty vectors. That's got a, um, a range eleven AOE four power thirteen gun. So that's going to be boosted power sevens, effectively on the blast damage, which is not too bad. Yes. Yep, it's a um, decent support spell. Um, so as well, sorry. In fact, the assimilator has ground pound as well, and models hit suffer a power twelve range attack damage roll. So boosted power twelves, winning. Yep, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> um, so I think that 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 goes well with the assimilator. I think is is the conclusion there. Um, if we move on to the next spell, it is not there. Magnetic. Uh, it is a magnetic oh. magnetic hold. Yeah, it's a fucking stupid spell. No, it's all brilliant spell. It's what makes the caster. Yeah, Magnetic Hold is a cost 3, range 8, no AoE, no power, upkeepable, offensive spell, grown. Target model stroke units of as minus 2 speed and death. Friendly faction models with construct charging an effective model, gain plus 2 inches of movement. Cool. So, yeah, that's pretty good. It's, uh, again, when if you're playing battle box level games, it takes one of the jacks. You know, potentially if you're playing against something with one heavy jack, pretty much takes that jack out of the game because it can't 
Do they have um? Does he have arc nodes? Do they have arc nodes? Um, range uh, eight of getting that in within range eight of your opposing caster, Warjack, rather could be dangerous. Yeah, let's have a quick look. I think I have no idea. They have any, yes, convergence have a one point solo type thing which can linger around, and as long as it's oh, within okay. range of Warjack, they can cast through that. Yeah, I don't so think it does. It doesn't box, in the battle uh, box. No, there's no no arc nodes in the battle box. But as a solo, they can turn any of the jacks into arc nodes. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah. It doesn't turn the jack into an arc node. It needs oh. to be in range of the, 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 the jack in order for you to use the arc node on the solo. Oh, what to power? Yes, it? The, uh, the algorithmic dispersion optifact. While this model is not in melee, he's within six inches of friendly faction warjack, and he's in a friendly faction warcaster's control area. The warcaster may channel spells through this model. So it's okay. a solo that when he's near to warjack, not in combat. Obviously, you can't channel when you're engaged anyway, but. No. Um, yeah, you can channel spells through. So yeah, that is a, he's a one-point solo. Um, wow. So, you know, again, worthwhile addition. Gives you a uh, art node. Not something I've seen often, to be honest. No, no. And I've not really, to be honest, you've seen that much convergence, really. It all looks the same. That it does. That it does. So, I mean, it, it, the good thing with it is, is if you may be running Synthetian just behind your Warjacks, you know, something charges into to one of your Warjacks, you cast this spell on it, and then obviously the Warjack's hitting it more easily. Or, you know, you can to a degree run the risk later in the game of putting on something, and then you're safe from that getting to you because it can't charge you. Um, obviously, you know, if it's like a, a Speed 4 Warjack, it's moving two inches and can't charge. Yeah, it can really engage you, but I don't know, get your focus full and walk away because it's not as if you have to allocate lots of focus with convergence. But, if, you're uh, to, if you're willing to spend the four focus to do it, that could be pretty devastating on a unit. Yeah, well, it's, it's oh, three to cast it. It costs three, yeah. but obviously four with the boots. You're referring, yes. Yeah. yeah, unless it's unless it's our uh, beloved man of war. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's, it's a, a, a worthwhile spell if you can get it off that uh, that kind of pseudo arc node four focus. Maybe early game. I don't know. Worthwhile. It's, it's a nice spell. Shall we? Uh, Move on to the next file. Might as well. Yeah, another really, really rubbish ballot battle box level, so don't bother casting it. Uh, reconstruct. Cost three. Range six. No AOE. No power. Upkeepable. Non-offensive spell. When target warjack in this model's battle group is disabled by an enemy attack any time except while it's advancing, place it anywhere within three inches of its current location. Remove one damage point from each system that reconstruct expires. And am I correct in, in thinking, I, I think I am, that um, Hull is no longer a system? Uh, uh, no, it isn't. Yeah, so it's one in everything but the empty boxes. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing where you used to have to... Was it, it was, you could cripple so many systems and the jet would go in there. Yeah. And Hull was one of them. Just, yes. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, again, battle box level game is very good because you go, oh, I'm going to kill this Warjack. And then you get there and you've got one Warjack pummeling on it, pummeling on it, kills it eventually. And you just says, right, well, we'll just put this back here and then I'll charge you next turn. If you can uh, actually uh, get uh, another Jack in there to replace it as well, uh, it combos really nicely with his Field Marshal ability, which is the auto repair. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, if you can, yeah, if you can get it Outside and obviously keep it alive as well. It heals another D3 the next turn, which is the auto repair models in this model of Blast Group game. Auto repair during the control phase, remove D3 damage points from models with auto repair. It also makes him uh, virtually immune to corrosion um, to a degree. 
gives you some immunity against fire damage. Immunity corrosion, yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you get into one point, then it's not going to help him. But well, does that come? That comes before corrosion damage, doesn't it? Or is it after corrosion damage? I don't know. Um, so it is. Do the control phase. YMCA. Uh, maintenance is continuous uh, effects of maintenance. Yeah. So in fact, yeah, you could. You could die to corrosion before he heals. So, but if you early game, it's gonna you know, kind of get rid of that damage once it's gone on there. So yeah, again, I mean that's a, it's a thing. But I say reconstruct worthwhile. I mean, you know, Saren players use respawn quite regularly on their war war, war beasts. It's the same, but for war jacks, and actually heal more health boxes potentially with that as well, or have more health boxes left at the end. Um, Synergy is his next spell, which again, I'm sure no one knows what this spell does, and everyone is, is confident that you know don't don't spam lots of light war jacks, whatever you do with this, because it's not going to work. Ask Alejandro. Mm. Yeah. Well, ask Viros. Yeah. Um, who else are the other Synergy casters? I'm an Bradagus. Bradagus is oh, a yeah. Synergy caster, isn't he? Um, yeah. That's why you have all the World Wardens. Um, uh, what is it? The, no, the World Watchers going and going. World Watchers. Push and push and push. And now we start hitting things. And Jay Fonda in the background. Sorry. Okay, so, yeah, so it's cost two, range self, AOE control, uh, keepable non offensive. Um, no power. While in its control area, models in this model's battle group gain a plus one cumulative bonus on melee attack and melee damage rolls yeah. for each other model in the battle group that's hit an enemy model with a melee attack this turn while in this model's control area. So it didn't change slightly. Other model. Yeah, yeah you're going to give yourself. No, that's the same as it's always been. Well, you never got the extra damage on the first hit from the first model? No. Oh. I saw him playing it wrongly in Chicago. I haven't played in ages. Yeah. So, the, the, obviously, synergy is kind of a thing with certain casters, and what they then do is take a series of light war jacks, light war beasts, um, that, that will, as Mike yeah. say, perhaps push or do a, a small amount of damage in of themselves. I should just explain as well. The reason they use push is because push hits automatically. Yes. Yes. Uh, and also in convergence, what you could do is just chain your light warjacks up uh, in a row, and go spend a focus on this one, pass it to this one. Okay, do the push pair attack, and the focus just goes down the line. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yep. Wow. If you can get your synergy chain up to four, five, and then send a heavy in, well, that I mean, hurts. If you consider the heavy, um, it is the I believe. Monitor. Um, no. Are you looking for the dongleator? <laughs> the dongleator. Yeah, the one that has the big sort of knockdown power twenty and then the yeah. Yeah. Attack, isn't it? yeah, that's the one. Inverter, is it? Yes, the macro pommeler. Welcome to so, the experts of conversions of Cirrus. Yeah, this is knowing what they are and who they do. Oh, yeah, so the yeah, if you can build up your synergy chain and then you go in there with a like power plus strength twenty macro pommeler. Um, that's boosted up to power plus strength 25, 26. Um, it's not going yeah. too well. <laughs> um, that's, that, that's basically the point of, uh, okay, I've only given it two focus because that's what it'll need to take down your Colossal. 
Yes. Well, I mean, it's not going to take down a colossal because well, it, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but it will it's do. It's only got one attack on the macro tumbler. But then again, the meteor hammer as well is seven power plus strength seventeen, um, so it's not to be kind of scoffed at that as well. It's a a decent power for a secondary weapon. Well, 17, given that, was it, the normal punching spike goes up to about power 16, open fists 15, 14. Seven, 17 is actually the main hand weapon of most mercenary <laughs> warjacks. Yeah, it's uh, pretty brutal. So, yeah, if, if you think if you're going to get that up to, like, 22, well, 21, 22, 23, that sort of level, that's going to go through. It'll leave a dent. Yeah, most things quite easily. And like you say, with, with the focus, you know, you can give one focus to one on the end, Two focus to that thing, you get to it with three focus on it, and it can just go to ten. And you can even uh, you do. And let's not forget they've got the um, the corollary, the advanced yeah. squire. Yeah, corollary, and because that it doesn't allow them to go over its focus, does it? It doesn't. No, no. It just means you can hand out focus like sweeties. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Those two focus on that jack don't even need to come from the warcaster. It can be. Uh, from the colony as well. It's been building them up as the turns go along. Yeah. It's bonkers. It's Sounds bonkers. complicated. Yeah, it is a little bit, but uh, prime numbers. Should we uh, move on to the feet? Yeah, I think we should. That would be uh, a worthwhile endeavour. So, the feet reads, Few can hope to comprehend the simplest the thoughts of... TLDR. Um, when a model in Syntharian's battle group begins its activation in his control area, it can charge their spending focus and gain weapon platform. Techn technological superiority, which is the name of the feat, lasts for one turn. And the rules on weapon platform is that a model with weapon platform can make a melee and ranged attacks in the same activation. When a model with weapon platform makes its initial melee attacks or a power attack, it can also make its initial ranged attacks. A model with weapon platform can make ranged attacks even while in melee. The feat is, in my opinion, a little bit meh. Oh, really? The free charges is good. I like that. So, but, in, in, a, in a faction that's already very focus efficient, you're getting a free focus. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, potentially, uh, well, yeah. Uh, or either one free focus to charge or one free focus. Oh, no, sorry. You don't get free focus for a power attack, do you? No. Uh, you, so, you're getting one free focus to charge. Uh, then you can kill whatever's in front of you with that jack. Then, if you've got a gun, you can shoot behind it. And let's yeah. forget this, this is a force that's also got synergy, and most of the light jacks, I believe, have melee weapons and a gun. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah. It, it's, if you my, look at it externally, it is a little meh, but when you think about how Syntharian's forces are constructed, it suddenly starts making an awful lot of sense. And then coming back to it as well, with, with the battle group as well, as it, the battle group has got not that great array of, of, of range attacks, really. Um, so in that in that sense, I think it, it maybe if if it was played with some you know like the um, you said the assimilator the inverter, obviously the inverter's not got a uh, range attack, but you know some of the stuff that that maybe has got slightly better ranged attacks. I'm very impressed with you two. You know way more about this faction than I do. I really don't understand this faction at all. <laughs> not none of the names mean anything to me at all. Oh, the names don't mean much to me. But if you look at it as a faction that's kind of... It wants to try and be slightly combined arms in a lot of ways. It's a lot so of ways. much bullshit. <laughs> it's because, depending on what caster you take, you can either have high mat or high rat, or in this case, 
you can have a good chunk of both because his jacks will be mat six, rat five. Which okay. that's uh, above Kador levels. So all my trolls. everything's above Kador levels. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Objectively, possibly the worst warjacks in the game. Nice uh, armor. No, not really. Not <laughs> anymore. It's not enough. It's not, not oh, enough to save them. We're armor twenty, and then Signaga. That's nice. See that jack over there? That's armor twenty-one because we put arcane shield on it. And that's a light warjack. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Been a bit better. Um, yeah. So it, it uh, yeah, in in battle box level, it's, it's I don't think it's the greatest feat, but I guess yeah, when you when you go up, because I think he does want to be taking jacks. He wants a, a relatively large battle group. Converge can run it. In fairness, in the battle in the battle box, it essentially means you get three free focus, yeah. and that's it. It's nothing to be laughed at. Not the greatest fit in the world, but it's 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 definitely not a non-event. Yeah. Um, the just look at his feet, uh, his theme force as well. In fact, just along the lines of the the chaff of kind of the that we've seen a lot now with the elemental evolution and you know the the virus one that again goes off synergy, Bradigus with all the world thingy what's it? Um, his feet when you get up to tier four. Um, gives you a free galvanizer, which is a three-point jack. So it's not. I think you mean. The, I think you mean the tier benefit rather than his feet. Uh, sorry, yes, sorry. Because if his feet gave you a free galvanizer, that would be quite yeah, amusing. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's the, a free uh, galvanizer within twelve inches. The tier four gives you a a, a, a galvanizer. So, and the, the the requirement for that is that the arm includes five or more vectors. Well, so. be f- five vectors, one Optifex directory unit. Uh, a corollary that is a vector. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So it's not an awfully high barrier, yeah. except for having five warjacks, really. No, no. So yeah, it's it's achievable to get to that level. Um, I don't know which which light jack you would look to take to be kind of the the synergy generating jack. Um, whether you would just go for galvanizers and just like you say do the pushes with them. Um, you know they are three point light jacks. Wow. Um, you know, as you said before, with the one focus, they can all push. Can you push larger models, or is it only sm- equal or smaller? I think you can push larger, but you get less distance. Is that correct? Uh, no, push is always one inch. Uh, let me just have a look in the... I'm not sure you can push things that are larger. I don't think you can. Uh, a model making push power attack uses its bulk and strength, yada, yada, yada. Uh, push power attack automatically hits and deals no damage. Both models roll a d6 and add their strength. Uh, if the defender's total is greater, it resists being pushed. So, basically, larger models will have more strength to resist with, yeah. uh, but they are still hit by the attack, which is rather yeah. the point of using it. Yeah, that's it. So you could use those three-point jacks, so you could... I mean, you could get silly volumes of, of those in a uh, in a 50-point list three points each yeah only a single power 12 attack which mm. but I say if, you, if you're going for those and then I mean if you were to go let's have a look how do you do it so 50 points so we've got some theory on to tier 4 um, so you need the artifacts directive you need the corrie uh, that's not what you want you want yeah. This is just riveting, isn't it? it this is, is really riveting. riveting. It's amazing. Actually, um, 
looking at it from this point of view, uh, the modulator is not a bad shout for him. Um, so uh, the modulator is that the one? That's the one with the massive attack, isn't it? No, it's a six-point heavy, yeah. uh, speed five, pathfinder, uh, immune to electricity with two range eleven power ten guns and two um, PNS fourteen um, melee attacks. Uh, Def eleven armor eighteen, uh, plasma nimbus. So if you hit it with an attack, a melee attack, and you don't kill it, you take a power ten. Um, this is starting to sound like way more of a niche army. I know that's what it was built okay. as. So you could have <laughs> this is ridiculous. Forge Master Syntherion, a Corrie, a modulator, an inverter, an Optifex directive, and have we got the free the free one in there? I don't know if the free one oh yes it has gone in there. And then you could have thirteen galvanizers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I doubt you'd have much success. <laughs> You the can get, like, a, you can get a power anything. 33 attack on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they, they all hit, live that long. If they all hit, but if they don't all live, even if they don't all live, you're going to get like 20 odd. You, you've got 13 of them. If they don't all live, you're going to get five or six of them. Mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. It might not work. You, you know, you. I don't know how far the, the inverter. I don't know if it's like speed. It's, a, it's going to be a speed four, Jack. Yeah, it's speed four. So you, I think you're going to struggle to, to get the caster. But if you land that on the caster... Well, don't forget you've got a magnetic what's-this. Magnetic hold. Yeah. That gives you an extra two inches. Yeah. Now, it's only so. units, I think, isn't it? Uh, so look. Like, um, it's a model unit. It says construct. Fun, friendly model with construct, yeah. Friendly model with construct, yeah. So, uh, yeah the whole army. Um, Including, of course, Syntherion himself. The whole army. Uh, do warjacks have construct? Yep. Yes. Part of the warjack rule. Okay. I'll just on that one. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that's a. Uh, see, if you if you put the, I mean, you could cycle as well. You could cycle if you get magnetic hold on a unit first of all, large ten man unit. Get the galvanizers in there. Push. Uh, ju- just to make you happy here, Alex, I've checked. Uh, Construct, although the icon does not appear on their yeah, stat yeah, lines, yeah. all warjacks have the construct advantage. So, you heard it here first. Syntherion, 13 galvanizers, a colliery, inverter. I'm, I'm not you've got an inverter it. and a modulator as well, though. You've got two heavy jacks in there as well. And an Octifex directive. I'm not, it's not so much that I'm liking your list, but it's making me want to look at the army. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird because I've always dismissed it, but it, it sounds like a finesse army, which I know is how it was built, and it was going to be a collector's kind of army, and blah, blah, not kept up with the general kind of stuff. And So I've always ignored it, mainly because I looked at it, and uh, with the general silly jokes aside, it does all look the same. And yeah. I stood there with... with Tim and Dave Payton and looked at their armies and gone, I don't understand any of your stuff. It's all, look, I don't get it. Whereas <laughs> that's maybe that you want to look for the first time and go, oh, you've got those PG points that I've got sat there burning a hole in my virtual wallet. Yeah. Maybe I should actually look at something that's different to play and actually, I don't know. Um, that's tempting now. I may have to actually um, get the book. Just an FYI, you, you can also, I mean, if you take the modulator and virtual, you can have uh, 17 galvanizers. <laughs> And then I think you probably have enough points as well for another Optifex directive unit. Just saying, 17 galvanizers. Anyway. Anyway. I think I think that is probably enough on Syntherian. <laughs> it's probably the longest spelling it out ever. Yeah, we even built an of this for him. Yep, just because Kurt was interested. Do you, know, you know what? Do you know what's really good? Is it got rid of Nick as well? 
<laughs> yes. Sadly, Nick has had to leave. Um, that's, that's, just, that's just really good. We should always do Kavutsu Sirius. We miss him already. God bless you, Nick. God bless you, Nick. Mm. I think we've got very used to the dynamic of three, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Very used to it. Very used yeah, to it. very, very used to it. Very, yes. Um, yeah. Right, should we uh, move on to the uh, painting and hobby table? I'm at it. I'm at it. I, 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 I had a segue. I missed it. Yeah, I was going to say, I had a segue um, in the sense of synergy. It's, it's like intensifying the forward firepower. Right. So, Kurt. I like that, Amada. Yeah. I love that. What's on your painting table? Uh, right now, um, there are there are a few bits of um, of uh, Super Dungeons Explore still, but actually there are two um, assault frigates on my painting table. Sorry, what name? Assault frigates, not two. Mm-hmm. Sound like you said something different. Mm, I did not, because um, I kind of want to differentiate and make them look a bit different. Because I love running two assault frigates. But they're pre-painted, aren't they? Why are they you are painting them? Because I want them to look a little bit different to each other. There is actually a surprisingly uh, large number of people who do repaint their... Uh, Armada. Their Armada and X-Wing models, yes. Well, the, the Armada, the um, fighters, are yes. repainted, aren't they? They, are they do, I have a painting mine, yes. They, they are too small for them to be financially viable to come pre-painted, really. It's quite fun from a hobby point of view, because it, you kind of get something to paint. I quite like it. I've enjoyed painting my little fighters. Okay, well, what are you planning to do with your uh, repaints for your... Uh... Nothing n- nothing massively dramatic. One, I already gave... They're very flat in the flesh, so mm-hmm. I did... With the first one, I did put, um, put some washes all over it, um, just some kind of brown kind of flesh or um, earth shade kind of mixture of the two, wash over it to try and give it a bit more... But the second one, I'm kind of thinking where there's kind of green, reds and browns, I'm going to, I want to lighten some of the white and go for a bit of purple, I think, flagship kind of style, a bit of purple, flagship purple, yeah. that's my kind of thinking, but I've been pondering and not really, um, I, I thought I'd paint while we were recording and I haven't really. Um, <laughs> but, um, yes, that's I, my... I have models to paint sat in front of me that just aren't. Are, are I just haven't been in, it's, it's hot weather doesn't help either, but I am. Um, no, I haven't really done much painting lately. Um, I've still got Roxor and all his minions sat there in about the same state as they were a month ago. Um, possibly because I haven't played the game, which doesn't help. If you play, if I play games, I want to paint stuff. But um, yes. yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying Star Wars Armada as an aside. Um, I would have said I'd never play this game, didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Quite possibly. Mm, Quite possibly. Mm, and uh, uh, and then I gained a new neighbour who um, some listeners may know. Um, more Blood Bowl circuits and um, yeah suddenly uh, I'm playing Armada in his house going uh, this game is far too good I hate you <laughs> is this Armada you're discussing here by the way sorry. Armada yes. Armada 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 and there's a very good podcast on Armada as well Bostonians I believe are they not uh, there's one that is yes <laughs> there's one that is one individual who's particularly um, Bostonian yes yeah, yeah, I, I, for, for reference there Kurt is Possibly mocking the fact that I, I find the uh, the Boston accent somewhat um, hard to listen to at times. No, I just I just think it's amazing. I love his accent. I love the podcast. Uh, Intensify Forward Firepower is is awesome. I, I will say, if if you do need uh, an Armada podcast in your life, that is probably the one to go for. Being as I don't really think there's any others. 
not not as focused on it for sure. No, nothing yeah. as focused, and they and, and they've, they've really put time and effort into the game. Content for Armada, which you know, they, yeah, it, it's nice to have something out there for it. And, it's, and they really have put a lot of effort in, in my opinion. They've they've played a lot yeah. of games, gone to tournaments already, and they've really got into it. Because even the game's only been out, you know, what six months. Um, they've really gone for it. Um, I like that because I, I I like playing the, the game with the initial box, but getting that idea of what to add to it. Oh, it was quite nice as well. Having somebody else reaffirm my thinkings and going, actually, you know what? I'm thinking that the much as I love the Nebulon B, I don't think that's really the way to go. And you listen to the next podcast and they go, uh, we really want to have lots of Nebulon Bs, but it's just not working. Um, I, I would say that for anyone playing Armada, the initial box, that, that Wave 1 is, is not enough to play with. No. Um, it, it just doesn't offer the kind of expansions or interesting different things to do that you really need. Well, Wave 1 corrected that quite dramatically, I think. Uh, You're waiting for Wave 2. We've had issues with that down our club um, because one player has bought two uh, Gladiator class uh-huh. Uh, and added the the add-on that gives them was it two black dice? Dominator or something, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, the fact that they can then just shotgun you off the table in a turn is frightening. Um, Don't get in front of it. Yes, but when you're just coming onto the table and they're coming on at maximum speed and going and right shooting, and shooting at the end of their movement as well after moving twice. Yeah, that is fast. It's essentially, okay, I've moved on turn one, I am now here in range one, and you go away. And that's it. Um, or if not gone away, they've done enough damage that you're kind of half out of the battle. So what are we talking about now? Uh, the, one of the Wave 1 expansions for Armada. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's, I, it's... I, I woke up in your word discussion the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we, we we should probably move away from that now. But suffice to say, Armada is an interesting game. Um, I enjoy it, but at the moment, I think it needs one more wave to be fun. Um, I like it. Um, I haven't experienced two gladiators yet. Um, I know people are talking about this triple gladiator list out there, um, and it can get can get quite horrible. But I love the fact that it's restricted to six turns. I think scenarios are a must. I haven't, uh, having said that, I haven't played any yet. But I think the more I play, I. I don't know, half a dozen games before, but I think the next next games I'm going to be playing will be required scenarios. I think it just makes a huge difference to it. I think it's required for balance and yeah, because I think you get around some of the what you just. I, mean, I know if you lose your ships, you're dead. Regardless, a bit like losing your caster, you're dead. But I think um, scenarios will help mitigate some of that kind of because you can't have two gladiators doing that. You can only have one, I think, can't you? Yeah. Uh, there's a character type involved in the move and then shoot version. Yeah. Um. But I think the other one is just like um, expanded torpedo bays or something like that. It's yeah, it's one of the standard add-ons. Yeah, there's some nasty things. So okay, um, any war machine stuff lately? No. Oh, okay. Um, I am being asked to arrange to get a, a tournament, my first tournament to host for um, Exeter Inquisition. So I need to get off my rear and actually sort that out and arrange that at some point in the coming couple of months. Excellent. Well, when you've got info about it, tell us. I will. Yeah, there we go. Okay, uh, move on then. Uh, Alex. Yes. Tell us what you're doing. Uh, not, that, not, not that, Alex. Not painting, hobby stuff. Um, I, I've not done too much recently. I managed to pick up a new airbrush um, and was really ready and raring to go and, um, you know, airbrush some, uh, some gaiters. 
hooked it up to my, uh, shall we say, budget airbrush uh, compressor. And it decided that the compressor didn't want to power this airbrush. It just kind of started. I think the, the term is modulation. I think it basically was, was calling for too much air. So kind of the, the, the compressor had, uh, or I have, um, but as you, as you press the trigger on the airbrush, the compressor engages and pumps the air through. So there's no tank or anything on it. Um, and so it was just a cheap one from, from Lidl, I think it was. Um, so I don't think it was very powerful. Um, I say when Lidl, I hooked up this. Sorry, little airbrush. Yeah, it did like a little airbrush kit with yeah, it. Yeah, we've got one of those in this house as well. It was bought for um, one of my housemates' cosplays. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I may well still use this one for for kind of base working and um, other stuff like that. But it's yeah. Um, so I did some looking around on various auction websites. Um, came across a unanimously kind of regarded cheap compressor. Um, kind of is the next step up from the one I've got now. Um, so uh, that's arrived. I'm going to start using that hopefully soon. Um, so nothing really at the moment, but fingers crossed, maybe I'll push some cases soon. Well, given the, their sort of um, their colouring, they should actually yes. be fairly nice to have. Yes, and given the fact that we're running a journeyman, that no, well, I'm running a journeyman league, and trying to encourage lots of players to paint things, and I've got absolutely nothing painted so far. He's uh, not really the best of best Examples. of form, really. No. Yeah, poor form. Dear, um, dear. Yes, yes. Well, and all my etiquette from uh, Captain Hook in the, the film Hook. Good. Robin Williams and oh fuck, who played Captain Hook in that film? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. I see. With. Uh, Who's his gob is I say Phil Collins, but he's not Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was his name was in Buster. Bob Hoskins. Bob, Bob Hoskins. Hoskins that's yeah. It. No, he's not in Buster. Is he not? That that's is Phil, Phil Collins. Phil that Collins. is Phil Collins in Buster, isn't it? Yeah. So we don't have a film discussion. It's just going to degrade horribly into time balance within about three sentences. I reckon just to get away from that. Yeah. This is an old men discussing things episode again, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Except that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is yeah. I'm at it. it is. So, Mike. Um, oh, sorry. I was going to yeah. jump in. No, so, no. Well, no, that's kind of pretty much what I've, I've got and what I've been doing not a lot, really. Mike, what's on your painting table, hobby table, shenanigans and stuff? Well, first of all, uh, we have. Uh, okay, moving on. Oh, no, he's going to show it to the camera now. Yeah, see, I can get it on camera, although it won't Very blurry, Gun Mage. Uh, I, I've started hate painting some Gun Mages. Yeah, but they look, they look black and goldy looking, so they weren't for Signal. Uh, these are uh, green and cream. Oh. Um, basically, I. <sighs> I started painting gun mages a very long time ago. I did a, I did a test paint of one, really wasn't happy with it, and just left them for what's now been about two years. This is for your Mercs, I hope. Yes, this is for Mercs. You have lots of Signal now, don't you? I, I do have Signal now, yes, as well. Um, so I, I, I left that model for about two years and had basically given up on it. But I've decided for the ETC I want at least a third of my stuff painted. Uh, which entails me finishing the gun majors. So this last weekend I went back, and despite hating every single second of applying paint to this model, I have a gun mage finished. Um, and it's to a scheme I think I can carry off on the rest of them decently easily. Um, although, sadly, my palette is actually like one slot short of being able to do it properly. Oh dear. Um, 
So yes, that, 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 that's a gun matrix painted. Uh, I've also, since the last podcast, painted up Gorman DeWolf, uh, who also sat half-painted for... Gorman de Seawolf? No, just the original. Um, he sat half-painted for far too long, and I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through these half-painted things and the stuff I've undercoated but never touched. Um, have you got de Seawolf? Yes, I have. Uh, he's at the bottom of the cabin at the moment, awaiting actually being glued. He'll get painted at some point, but... I, I want to get ETC stuff done first. Yes. I'm apprehensive about painting mine. Um, I've also, since the last episode, what is it? Um, I've, I've painted the uh, original P. Alexia, um, which I actually really enjoyed that model. That, that is a very nice model to paint. Um, a great stress reliever. Um, and also done one of the thralls, which was extremely easy to do uh, alongside. I'm, I'm just going to say on, on the original P. Alexia, I may be wrong. I can't think of his name for the life of me. Kev, I think it is, from Hassle Free. I think he sculpted that one. And yeah. he, he's done some lovely, lovely sculpts, Kev. It, it is a very nice uh, model to paint. The only bit that's kind of a bit odd is in the upper armour region, where I couldn't quite determine what was meant to be the material of the top beneath and the armour below. So I think there's part of it that I've painted as more armour that's technically meant to be cloth, but it looks okay, so... Um, so yeah, that's 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 the extent of painting. I think it's you know, I, I, it's it's about one model a week, which is uh, far in excess of what I used to do. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad at all. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, they're not great models, but frankly, I want them tabletop standard so that I can actually play them. And yeah, yeah. Um, what, oh, well, I was going to say one thing that I could share, and I don't know if we could share it maybe on the Reddit group. I don't know if it's gone there already. Appeared on the Facebook group. Uh, Facebook War Machine Hordes UK group. Uh, one chap put up his uh, Hordes and War Machine painting motivator, which is basically a um, just a, a picture of a A4 sheet of paper. Yes, uh, it's printed out it with the uh, the idea is that you kind of you know models have a a value in pounds. Uh, obviously, you know if you're in the states, maybe dollars increase the values a little bit, but. Uh, um, yeah, so for a large base model, for example, that was worth three pounds. A unit is worth six pounds, and for each model you paint in that month, that is your next month's wargaming budget. So, well, it'll work for everyone if you're on a tight budget. But you know, if you've got that expendable cash and you want to kind of make sure you're painting in, you know, and buying not buying too much more to go on top of what you're painting, it's quite a, a nifty way of doing it. Yeah, I think it's it's one of these things. If you think you're going to enjoy it, then go for it. You know, because as we've always said, it is very nice to see a painted army on your solo table and a painted army on your opponents. Yeah. Uh, but don't use it to motivate yourself to do something that you would desperately hate doing. You know, if you're going to paint, do it because you want to do it. Um, because if you hate it, it is going to make you hate the game. Yeah. I realise I shouldn't say that just after saying I'd hated every single second of putting paint on gun majors. Um, but there is the payoff then for me of I, I I'm not generally an enjoyer of painting. I enjoy what happens at the end of painting when you can actually look at a model and go, Jin, anyway, yeah. I did that and I'm I, I, I'm happy with how it looks now. Yeah. And I think that for me is a greater payoff than the fact of the hatred I go through on every single model. So I go through waves of painting. There are times when I actually love it and love the, the the experience of it and the process and um. But I don't know a different way. It depends on what I'm painting and why. If I'm playing the game, then I can't paint enough to get more stuff looking really good on the table, and that can be all sorts of games. I mean, Super Dungeon as well as you know um, everything else. But 
I am when I'm not when I'm not playing, and I've been playing less. And when I'm playing pre-painted things, that doesn't drive painting in the same way. Mm-hmm. Amada yeah. is not great for more painting. <laughs> no, it's no. not really. Um, Alexia was Alexia one was sculpted by Kev White. Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, good sculptor. He's got a, a nice range of his own miniatures. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So a lot of interesting bits and pieces in there. Yeah. Um, if you're ever on the get for an RPG character, it's a good range to go through as any. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, one more thing I was going to mention, actually. Um, but I, I was before. going to go to X-Wing, but sure, go on. Um, one thing I've discovered recently is something called pin keepers. I don't know if you know of what these are. No. So, obviously, privateer pins. Um, I've got a few. I attach them to my uh, carry case on a uh, weekly basis when I go out to the club. One or more of them will fall off the front of my yes. case as the yep. uh, little rubber things fail to hold them on. Uh, and there is a product that is, is more prevalent in the US but is available on eBay. I've not been able to actually find an actual store that sells them over here called Pin Keepers. Uh, and what they basically are is a little uh, like a, a metal barrel, if you will, sort of thing that, that goes over the end of the pin and then you screw in a little grub nut that tightens up against the actual pin and effectively holds the pin with force onto whatever you're attaching it to. So I shall be picking some of those up to attach my uh, pins to my bag. I, I will say that I did invest, <clears throat> I think it's about £2, uh, shipping in from Hong Kong a bag of 50 of the pin bags. Yeah. Um, so that whenever one falls off, I just reach in the back of my bag and go, oh, there, there we go, there's another one on there, and yeah. it's all fine. But my, they do because I've had with mine, I, they, a couple of times they've fallen off as I'm actually walking out to the car. So yeah. they've kind of skittered across the, uh, the the rough tarmac of the road in front of my house. So, so what is it you bought, Alex? I'm oh, sorry, I couldn't quite... So I've, I've not bought them yet. So if you... It's difficult to describe. So if you, if you imagine kind of a cylinder, a metal cylinder, that has obviously kind of a tube running down the middle that is the width of the pin in the back of a pin badge. Yeah. And along the side of that cylinder is a little threaded hole that a grub screw can go into. So you, you pick, fix the kind of uh, cylinder okay. over the pin, yep. and then you screw the grub screw onto the pin, so yep. it clamps down onto the pin and yep. holds the, the, the pin in place. Yeah. So a more secure way of fixing them than the rubber. Okay, that's funny, I think, like, yeah. So, I mean, they're called pin keepers. If you do a search on eBay for pin keepers, I'm going to buy them in, in bags of, like, 12 for three or four quid. So yeah. I shall be picking some up. Um, on the subject of pins, Mike, you uh, you owe me that Barnabas pin, I believe. Do I? Yeah, I've just I just said you do, so you obviously do. Uh, yes, I did get something of a mispack. Um, I was trying to get the Scorn Flakes um, pin, and ended up with a Barnabas uh, and a yeah. broken Mercenaries mug. Um, yeah. Thankfully, um, PP have said, "Yep, our fault." We'll send you out new stuff immediately. Uh, you know, just you know, no questions asked. Really good of them. Um, I, I, I appreciate customer service like that. So well, they obviously know who you are. You didn't have to pull the don't you know? <laughs> yeah, who I am? Yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm just a, that a big famed of a name. podcaster. I'm a famed podcaster. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we've not been asked to uh, commentate on the live stream of uh, WTC, have we? Nope. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes. Not going to comment any further. Um, since the last podcast as well, I have uh, been playing in an X-Wing campaign that has sadly had to be suspended. Um, so I'm now playing... Uh, some. Had you do violence? No. Performance-enhancing drugs? It was due to the fact we had a lot of people who got very busy and had to drop out. So Beasties, Valencia, bad boys. We've we've moved on, and I'm now playing uh, Scum and Villainy down the club, uh, which Scum is turning out to be... 
Well, as a faction, you mean, not a new game. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So. yeah, as a faction. I and love I, running two two aggressors so much. Oh no, I haven't run those yet. I, am I having, love it. I am having too much fun with Cat Scarlet. Oh. Um, I've got uh, Cat Scarlet and two M3A interceptors, each with smaller uh, cannon. No, no, Mangler cannons. I'm, I'm still incredibly hooked on Armada. I've been Alex. <laughs> There is also... I'm only going to go for it in this for a minute, don't worry, Alex, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> it's spaceships, Alex, they're really cool. The other one I'm running with Kath is uh, two uh, Binair pirates. And, not Binair pirates, they're, what, they're not very good. And uh, Palov <laughs> nice. Gadali. So the Hawk is going in, stealing... No, any... t- take the Hawk out, take it out. You quite finished? Now put it back in. Now anyway, take it back out again. The Hawk goes in. It takes off one of Hell the again. focus or evade tokens on any ships that are in there. Again. Uh, and then Kath has opportunists, so she can take a again. stress token to get an extra die against whatever's there, which means in the rear arc she's getting up to six dice. Or thrusters, or thrusters, or thrusters, or thrusters. They do nothing against her. Why? She hasn't got a turret. And she's very rarely shooting at range three. Side? Front and back, which is the side. Yeah, she can't shoot to the side. side. No, no. Other people avoiding it. I'd all thrusters. Yeah, this is why I have the um, the engine mod that allows you to do the boost at the end. Uh, like all thrusters on aggressors. Yes. So but nice. Anyway, I'm having a lot of fun with Scum and Villainy, and they're proving to be very fun. Excellent. Um, War Machine-wise, to get it back on topic, I have been playing both of my ETC lists, uh, which are uh, McBain and Ashlyn. Um, last week being a very janky bottom of three assassination um, against a it was a 1519 Fiora um, with four hand cannon shots and um, a mule. Okay. Which really shouldn't work, but did on Ashlyn's feet turn. So it was good fun. Cool. Um, that about sums it up for me. Anything else? Oh, the um, as a complete off-topic things we don't usually talk about, I did get rather obsessed with the Star Wars Battlefront stuff from EC3. Now debating what platform I should really buy in order to be able to play that game in November. It's Battlefield with a Star Wars skin. I'll, I'll, I'll probably end up buying it, but it... it I don't know anything I can play it on, I don't think. No, I, some of the stuff coming out of E3, one of the um, Tom Clancy games, I can't think which one it is, um, the one where you, you take it to... Division, that's the one. Won that game so bad, but I have to have an Xbox One or a PS4. If, if, if that works, I will be very surprised. Um, because the way they've been describing it so far, it requires a level of player interaction that doesn't normally happen. <laughs> everyone just goes shoot everyone else. And I'll leave it at that, I think. Um, uh, not that I don't think they can get it working, I just don't think it will work in the way that they are portraying at the moment. I've got the same kind of debate with um, with Arkham City, what the new one's called, yeah. And I don't know anything I can play it on. I'd like to buy it, but I don't own a platform I can play it on. So, um, buy a new platform. The Arkham games, the first one worked for me. The second, no. I love Origins. I, I didn't even bother. Um, I played I start, Arkham. I started on Origins. I came in on I, Origins. I played about half an hour of Arkham City and just went, nope, this is badly designed. I'm wow. not scoop. Yeah, basically, I, I, I bought it for a tenner, um, and it did nothing for me. Where Arkham Asylum was 
absolutely fantastic because it was. Oh, is, is it Knight the new one, isn't it? Yeah, Knight's the new one. Yes, Knight, Knight's the new one in which you have a tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. oh, and it, they've also suspended sales of it on PC because it is so broken. Broken That's, in what sense? Uh, it doesn't run properly at all. That's not good. Uh, there are people with very high-end rigs, and it is stuttering incredibly badly. Oh, no. Uh, a week before release, they basically bumped up the system specs it needed quite badly uh, because they just couldn't get it running on the ones that they'd stated. Oh, God. That's disappointing. So, it's a console game for me anyway, that is. I, I like it on a console. Um, uh, I enjoyed Origins. I enjoyed it because I came in on Origins. So, to be honest, if you pick it up when it's on budget, you'll probably find that all the, the bugs in it have been fixed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to be honest, at this point, I, I would say that to anyone who's interested in video games, don't buy anything in the first six weeks after the release. Uh, wait until it's on budget much, much later. You'll get it for a fraction of the cost. So that, and that's fine. It will be working. That's fine when people are our age and time flies by quickly. When you're 20 years old, that's a long, long time. But when you're um, the wrong side of certain numbers, um, <laughs> I'm implying that you're the same age as me because it often works quite well. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, Maybe I'll blink. I blink. You. I blink, and then games are old. So at the moment, I'm still playing titles on my 3DS anyway. So uh, yeah, and Fallout Shelter on the iPad. So. Seen the uh, the story from the BBC News website. Headline title, Jesus fucking Christ, what is happening? Subheadlines, everything is just bloody awful. All the water has evaporated. Taps just produce steam. This may be the end. This country can't even handle a slight breeze without collapsing. What the hell are we supposed to do here? How can we blame Europe? Wasps can shit off. Fruity sided levels are so low. This is just a spoof BBC thing. Okay. Uh, fruity sided levels are so low, the middle class may become extinct in three days. Top stories. Number one, all the pigeons are on fire. Number two, <laughs> local idiot tries to fry an egg on the pavement, dies. Why do people keep taking their shirts off? A 99 with a flake now costs two months' rent in London, thanks to Osborne. Prince Philip to be sold for leather. <laughs> Wind to be imported from France. <laughs> nice. Features. Dogs die in hot cars, and Angela gives us her best recipes for the perfectly cooked Dalmatian. <laughs> nice. How to survive brain freeze. Bear Grylls eats a salero in one bite to show his head <laughs> with the worst pain brick can feel. Oh. Shorts and how your legs look awful. Good. Thankfully, at least I get to wear shorts at work. That's that. That that, that is one. Uh, I great... do not. I walked from my car a very long way in in a full suit today, and this it was too hot. Uh, it's amazing. We're allowed to wear shorts at work, and it's an air conditioned building. Oh, I don't want to walk into the main HQ office not wearing a full suit. It's just not that kind of place. Once I'm in there, jacket off, but I can't walk in the front door. Yeah, I I work with engineers and QA people. We don't care. No. Um, yeah senior meetings and stuff of late. Mm, yeah. you, you have to pretend to be respectable. I do. I pretend is the appropriate word. I would deny. Yes. But I do have to pretend to be respectable. Anyway. That's all the ironing. <laughs> anyway, I, I think we've just about exhausted uh, our topics of conversation for the evening. And each other. Oh, well, yes. It is, it's warm and I'm tired. Leave me alone. Yes. It, just, uh, just to, just to uh, explain that last kind of story a little bit there for our overseas listeners... Uh, and those listening at a later stage, this this episode is being recorded on the uh, hottest day in July on record. Really? Uh, well, yes. no, uh, allegedly so. True. Well, it's the, I, I know it's the hottest day for for the last nine and a half years. It's not the hottest uh, well, day. I, 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 I was, was leaving, 76, work, I'm joking. 
I as I was leaving work, let me just check if it's still on there. On the BBC store, on the BBC website, it says UK has hottest day ever as temperatures hit thirty six point seven degrees. Thirty six point seven. I just found it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hottest hottest day hottest July on record with temperatures hitting. Uh, in previous a level three heat wave action. Heat health alert has been declared. I am driving around with my aircon on full whack. It's true. Yeah. So um, the hottest, anyway. the hottest, the hottest temperature ever recorded in the UK is thirty-eight point five degrees, and that was in August two thousand three. Wow. Anyway, Alex. Yes. Can you sign us off, please? You've been listening to Elite Cadre, the Hordes and War Machine podcast that sometimes isn't the Hordes and War Machine podcast and never takes itself too seriously. I've been Alex. I've been Mike. I've been Kurt. And we've got rid of Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Say goodbye, Nick. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no, you've already gone. to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash Elite Cadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, we bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. These are the Easter eggs. How have you been? I've been around. Did you did you get to meet JD in the end? No. Oh, he's coming back enough. though. He's coming back. Coming soon. He's coming back. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I was talking to him a little while ago about the summer, but I don't know exactly when. And oh, he hasn't told us he's coming back. So oh, maybe I dreamt it. I don't pretty sure he doesn't like you. That's he came came for the wedding. Um, as a wedding a week here. Yeah, one of the bad guys up here got married. That's why we got him over. How long ago was that? A uh, couple of weeks. Oh, maybe that's what the time he was talking about. Now I haven't got to touch him <laughs> enough. Yeah, he spent a week travelling down south. It was the wedding was down at um, Barclay Castle. Oh, I have no idea where that is. Uh, right. So we figured, enough. rather than him trying to trek up to Scotland, it was easier. He stayed down south, and we spent some time down there. Does make some sense. Right, food. Like I said, I had the uh, the works barbecue, which um, actually was accompanied by a couple of games of love letter and uh, a game of no thanks as well. Mm-hmm. It's been very pleasant. 
Although, it did have one downside in that um, while we're eating, we're told, oh yeah, um, you know the server room was running kind of hot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, now it's running at just the right temperature. Why? It's off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, someone has pressed the big red button and um, all the very expensive machines have gone, ooh. And no one's going to fix it? Uh, well, the aircon won't turn back on. So, okay. t- turning on a server room in that kind of condition? No. Yeah, no, it no, sounds no. like the best idea is to just leave it off. Absolutely. For a while. So, uh, tomorrow morning we get to go in and experience hell as someone tries to turn on mm, about 100 odd servers all at the same time. It's virtual, I take it. So, what you're saying is you have tomorrow morning off? No. No, because I'm one of the poor Burks who has to do it. Oh, okay. Are they virtual? Is the rest of uh, the... Some of them virtualize about ten of the machines. Right. Um, because it's a testing department, we have to have all the... We've got, like, four generations of hardware of air kit in there. Then we've got the servers we use to virtualize the clients so we can test those. And it's just... Oh, I see. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a whole mess of stuff. Um, I'm live, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are. We have been for a while. Have we? Oh, yes. only just changed. Get up with the program, Nick. Jesus. Uh, what program is this again? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, we've had homework this week. Guess how much of it I've done. Uh, I went onto Reddit and found our homework at one point. I was like, what, am I, what is this? What's this thread? It's Started a thread by Mike Tromick. What the hell? Well, I thought I'd try a new experiment. In that what I would do is I would take our topic for the week, feed it to Reddit, and then see what they said. Reddit's a tame uh, community by Reddit standards. But so I, I like that plan, because that involves us not having to do it ourselves. <laughs> I, uh, well, at least I have to read it so we can comment on it. Um, okay, you might have to link me at some point then. Um, I just sat and had uh, long conversations with Poots. I've talked to him in ages. There we go. Car. Redirecting you to Reddit. Okay. Where did you post the question? I was on it was on Twitter, wasn't it? I'm going to promote the show on Reddit more. Okay, there's the link there. So I've now sat with my laptop. I've really there. only at episode 60. I'm pretty sure I only left at like episode 50. Might be true. You do realise <laughs> the world something of a hiatus. Ah, uh, okay. He's Googling that now. Googling what? Hiatus? I know what hiatus <laughs> is. I've watched Community. <laughs> mm. His the hiatus was between season three and season four. <laughs> I watched season five the other day. I that watched it that yeah. strange. I've watched it two episodes. Apparently, season six gets even more bizarre. Oh no, sorry, it's season six that I've uh, only seen a couple of episodes of. I haven't watched any of the any of the Yahoo new stuff yet at all. No, I haven't watched any of it, but apparently, it gets quite bizarre. Here we go. So, uh, last August, we posted episodes 51, 52, and 53. I'm pretty mm. sure I was in one of those. Uh, possibly. <laughs> then, then we were away from August to the next February. Wow. Uh, where we had two episodes one week after another, and those were episodes that were recorded, partially edited, and then abandoned. Isn't that uh, about the time you moved, though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the first real episode back was episode 56, which was in the March. So we pretty much had no recording or output between August 2014 and March 2015. We still got better 
we still get better download figures than them than uh, um, Epic Flail during that time now. <laughs> Is Epic Flail still going? Alex, you're gonna be on in a bit, twenty to twenty-five minutes. Get going without me. Why does this seem familiar all of a sudden? Does, can, I, can, I do, can I do an Alex and finish eating first? It's uh... Oh, we did actually get complaints after the last... Well, a complaint after the last episode about the eating. Oh, yes, I did read that email. Yes. Oh, hang on. Uh, it's beeped again. Is that someone saying something else again? Oh, I can't read. Where's, where's the chat on this thing? There it is. Oh, wait. Nick versus technology. Technology wins. Oh, I've just <laughs> never used this technology before. That's evidence enough. What, you Google Hangouts? What do you use Google no, Hangouts some, for? Some of us Let's have a Q&A. To some of us, <laughs> it's all the same technology, regardless of what it is. Oh, okay. You, you're in a moderated video call. This video is running on an app that gives moderators the ability to control your audio video settings. Okay. Good to know. Fair enough. Google Effects. What can I do what with Google Effects? What are you effects? doing? <laughs> He's learning. He's assimilating. He's Soon pressing buttons and quite frankly it scares me. Uh, apparently I can I can add effects, but I can't add effects. I'm trying to put so, a pirate owl mic, but it's not working. Actually, um you can't bleep out, so I can see esports athlete right now and you can't bleep me out, can't you? I can for the actual recording, but not for this now. No. Uh, see I, I can add some effects, I think. Is it you who can add the effects? Well, I can if if I got my video on, what I can do is add things like a warm filter, um, or what else we got. We don't want warm filter at the moment. Have you looked at the window? That is very true. Um, You've been outside, like ever. I, I can brighten it. Wow, that that hurts the eyes. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's kind of rubbish. Uh, I'm gonna go for how about smooth, like jazz. Is your glass to be setting? Uh, no, there's no badly subtitled Kanye. I got, yeah, I got quite into Glassman this year. I do, I do like the fact that uh, one of the badly subtitled Kanye things was just something, something, something. Oh God, when is this over? <laughs> I have, um, I heard him from a very great distance and was walking away from it when he was on. I just, I went to, didn't go to the, to Glastonbury itself. I went to the pop-up hotel, the really nice kind of ho- a posh campsite right next door. So I could hear it just about as we were leaving, going, yeah, I think that's Kanye. It's good that we're going. <laughs> but I did thoroughly enjoy Florence the Machine to the extent that I bought tickets for Birmingham in September. That's good. That's good. See, whereas over the last few days, I've been very much enjoying Professor Elemental. What's that? Another that. card game. No, no, no. Um, he does a poor music called, he calls it Chap Hop. Um which is basically steampunk rap. I sound horrible. Well, given that one of the songs is entitled Fighting Trousers and starts wow. with him instructing his monkey butler, well, his, his orangutan butler, to go and fetch his trousers. It sounds originally... like a weirdo Yankovic alter ego. A little bit. It's a man in a pith helmet rapping. I mean, what more do you want? Uh-huh. Scargo in the background? I can see something on Nick's screen. <laughs> I it is. I was just playing with different features. Really? Really? I, what? I you've, you've come back only to start <laughs> gaming on the podcast again. 
Uh, you remember know. what kind of douchebaggery that caused the last time, right? So, let's just, just as a moment, uh, Nick, have you played any wargaming, or most especially, have you even thought about War Machine in the last 200 years? Uh, <laughs> 200, that's quite a, uh, quite a long time, actually. Um, I, I may have repurchased an entire Sigma army. Okay. It's gone um, bad, hasn't it? Huh? The urge is real. And um, I might be playing on a certain ETC team. Well, that will qualify to me because I haven't played at all. At all, I've been playing um, X-wing and Armada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm part of Team Bazinga. I'm the red shirt on Team Bazinga. James insisted that I am the red shirt, which I think is probably pretty fit, fitting. I think I was supposed to be the lead player at one point, and I was like, "No, I'm going on holiday instead." Bye bye. Well, why is that sharing that screen? Please stop. Please stop sharing. There we go. We don't want there to see go. your browser. Yeah, you don't need to see my browser. Or your filth or anything. When you talk about the wedding, it very much sounds like you got married, Nick. No, I didn't get married. You said the wedding. That's usual. The wedding. Yeah, it usually means your own wedding when you say that. The wedding, the definite article. Yeah, it usually means one's own wedding. No. But yes. Yes, so I have thought about War Machine, and uh, that's why I have Haley 3 cards. Well done. I um, haven't thought about War Machine. Congratulations. Are you coming to ECC? No. I was going to be on the team. No, I was going to be on Bazinga. Ah. You did say this a moment ago. (laughs) Nick, I'm used to it. It's fine. It's been a while, but I'm more than... (laughs) Mike looks utterly lost. Is that a plate on your windowsill? Pardon? Is that a plate on your windowsill? Uh, No, it's a keyboard. (laughs) So this is the episode of Elite Cadre where we have visual gags for radio only. <laughs> well, if people go on the YouTube, they can actually see this. So uh, no, the 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 thing that's behind me, sort of thereish. Yep. That's a keyboard for my Raspberry Pi, um, which is actually confusingly over here. But goes to the television over there. Is it tasty? Uh, no. No bit of custard? Does stream video rather well. Okay. It's one of the new ones, so it's the quad-core giga memory ones. Yeah. Uh, nice. Full-on 1080p video, 60 frames a second. That's nice. Very it nice. is. It really is. Uh, for, what is it, 40 quid, uh, being able to sort of stream anything I like to the TV and have it be independent of the PC. That is nice. Has it got, has it got its own storage, or are you streaming off an NAS? Uh, it's streaming off any file server I give it, so NFS, SIFS, whatever. Cool. So, uh, or I can plug a USB hard drive into it, and that'll just work. That's really nice. Is it plugged straight into the telly, or was it was it on the network and the network the PC connects to it? Uh, it's HDMI to the TV. Right. So, can you control it from your mobile phone? Uh, yes, it's got a web server on it that allows me to use all the controls. That's what I thought. Um, so I could just do it with a tablet. But, but it, was only, it was only cheap. It was only forty quid. I thought it was more expensive. No, no, no. The the new model of Raspberry Pi is, I think, thirty five on its own, and it costs about six quid for a case. And then it's powered off um, micro USB. Wow. So you need to give it a certain voltage, um, which means what, like an external phone charger type thing that's powering it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the new model is really nice. Um, takes micro SD cards. Has so, a lot less stuff running than my Plex on my PC Plus. Um, and that's. Well, this is running um, XBMC. Well, not XBMC. Kodi. Uh, so it's an entire distribution of Linux that all it does is boot Kodi. Yeah. Um, and make it work. 
The only slowdown I've seen is if you are playing full 1080p video, 5.1 sound, whatever, um, the mouse slows down a little, but that's it. Does it play anything? See, there oh. we go. We also we have the top of Alex's head. Does it play anything and everything? Hello, it's Alex. Like, it's like he's hiding a little bit first? in a box, and he's sort of leaning over to see what's in it. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's in this box? Uh, your shoes. Sounds like uh, washing your in phone. The <laughs> How is my audio? Sorry, uh, what was that? Acceptable. <sighs> acceptable. That's good. Are you going to eat? Is that is that the plan? No, I got I got told off last time for eating. Damn straight you did. Yeah. Angry uh, YouTubers. Yeah, that was another thing. That was not me on this instance. Sorry, what what wasn't you? Burping. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how you cope De- personally. Decrying all knowledge before it goes any further. Like it, like a lot. Um, I don't know. How, okay, I cope by drinking cider. That's how. It, I mean, we, we, you know, I don't know how you cope, but I was oh, near you last week, Kurt. You were near me. I was near you. I was nearer to you than I am at the moment. And then why didn't you pop in? Pop by? Don't um, be strange here, what? We had a, a busy weekend. How far are you? You're miles from Newquay, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you came past me to come to get to Newquay, though. Yeah. So how far came, from Newquay are you? Um, as you came down the M5, to get, did you fly to Newquay or did you drive? No, we drove. Fly. So as you drove down the M5, um, I am about 12 miles from the M5 at one point. Okay. So, how far from Newquay are you then? Two hours plus, two and a half hours drive. Really? So, yeah. Only, only just, it's about halfway between me and Newquay then. Was it, is it five hours from Newquay, is it? Five and a half. So. Then, yes. Approximately halfway. Obviously, not. Mathematical, welcome to Elite Cardry, where we make mathematical geniuses of ourselves and distances across the UK. <laughs> it's like these are fantastic skills for war gamers to have. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, why is Nick on this? I don't podcast? know. I've already offended him twice. He doesn't want to leave. <laughs> Must try harder. It's uh, nice yeah, I'm recording, and I said nine, and he said, "Okay, I'll come on so then." You, so, so you were just saying no, and he misunderstood and thought it was time. Oh, nine! <laughs> Got it. Nine, nine, nine. nine. <sighs> the elite cadre will not be. If you had a haircut. Mike, have you had a haircut? No. Oh, look like okay, just swept back. I've got my hair Mike, tied I, back. I am, I'm a stomach tied back. Set up. Tied, hang on, hang on, hang on. Tied back. Are, you, are we going for geeky ponytailness now? No, Worst I'm just going for a ponytail that keeps it out of the way. Style ever, ever, ever. I may get it cut before you die. Just Wednesday. You die. Are you? Well, you're playing the ETC, aren't you, Mike? Pardon? You're playing the ETC, aren't you, Mike? Yes. John. Yes, I, I'm uh, playing at the ETC because someone invited me onto a team because they were short of players. Uh, I can't uh, are you playing on the ETC, Alex? <laughs> I'm PG in the ETC. Ah, okay. So ask all the stupid questions to Alex. Got Yay. it. You get DQ'd. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> You're out of there. Yeah, no. There, there's, there, there's a bar there, right? Yeah, there's a bar there. There we go. Well, it's I'm the Northwest person. Gaming Centre. There's um, don't know how I'm gonna cope. There's a there's a fridge full of alcoholic drinks. And a few clad lemonades. Yes. That's cool. And several buxom wenches serving them. Well Buxom is pushing it a bit far. Depends which I don't actually know, I don't want to get into that conversation. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, my wife's in the next room, so let's not go there. There may be protests outside. <clears throat> 
Yeah, so is it different your ideas for the topic? Any ideas for the topic? We could do. No, no. We could do the topic being done. We could do what was Alex's wife shouting about? It's like Logson's mum. Internet celebrity. I'm not sure how she'd feel about being an internet celebrity. I'm now going to enrage YouTube followers by eating. Are you going to eat something that involves nuts and possibly caramel? No, we should turn around and say Terry catches the of the rain. That would be a rather good topic. Oh, no. I didn't see that coming either. Yeah. JD says that he hates you. Who? And that Mike is great. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't know. JD just asked me to pass that message along. That's cool. That's cool. Have you got him on um, like Skype or something? Uh, on Teamspeak. Uh, look at you and your fancy <laughs> damn ways. He says, "Can he be randomly added to the call?" <laughs> no. Uh, well, only if we kick someone out, Nick. Oh, bye, Alex. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. No, no. And actually, you don't have to kick Alex; he'll just fall off any minute. Oh uh, yeah, that probably will happen. <laughs> you and Tim, it's just go. Uh, I have to go by. Indeed. So, Alex, do you actually know what the topic is? Do we just? Yeah, I thought, we're, I thought we were talking about my wife, aren't we? Did Fist- Nick just make that joke already? Well, Terry wants to know why we're talking about it. So, the topic. No, I is... know the topic. Do you? Do you really? Yeah. What is it then? And annoy YouTubers. Uh, Fifty no. Shades of Grey. What? The top five ways to is that one strike for Age Nick? of Sigma. I think that's one strike for Nick, at least. Oh, oh, Age of Sigma. True line of sight and random run charge distances is all I know. Thank you, Mike. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no points limit is a thing as well. Take as many models as you like. This will take an evening of gaming. Or half an hour, people get bored and go off and do other things, right? Uh, <laughs> it was such a great opportunity to change up how Warhammer worked, and in the end, it sort of turned it into 40k light. Hmm. Well, 40k, I, I can see if if this works, I can see 40k doing the same thing. <sighs> it's possibly more game to the lowest common denominator. In fairness, it's not something that's actually catered to an awful lot within the industry. Um, there are beer and pretzels games out there, but Warhammer takes it to a new high stroke low. So, it's not beer and pretzels, it's uh, juice and rice cakes. Hmm. Um... But yeah, uh, I need to do some ETC list checking. Should we do that? Should that be our subject for tonight? That's list yeah, you should, you should totally check my radio list, right there. I probably got them wrong. Alex, if you'd actually looked, the, the topic has already been announced on Reddit, and, and we have comments. Oh, I didn't look at the Reddit. I know what the comment. I know what the topic is. I am just trolling when I'm trolling. Fair enough. Should we get started, then? Let's, Let's do it. Oh, one, one, one second, one second, again. before we start. I'm just going to have to... Uh, no, disconnect by the sounds of it. He's yeah. prepping his troll hat. Yeah, the troll hat's on. Look at that what that is. Oh, one second, one second. One second, it's all stuck. So, is that crunch enough for you? 
It was pretty good. Right, I'm ready. We we good? I'm Alex. Oh. <laughs> Too early. <laughs> that was good. Welcome to your introduction. Do you suffer from that a lot? It's a, prob- it's a problem. He has. <laughs> People in glass houses. So my experience with Elite Cartridge tonight is going to be sponsored by ETC list checking. Ooh, nice. And long silences, I expect. Sorry, what? And long silences. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> oh, 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 so close. Oh, 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 oh. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. A matter. Miss Hardy, what? Uh, uh. I'm going to go and get a drink, so I'll be back in a minute. Get wrecked, Nick. Get wrecked. Wreck nine. What? <sighs> so how is the weird and wonderful life of Mr. Topham? Uh, Scottish. Are you now an eagle tender? No. I think you'll find me. Like that. <laughs> Just don't do Scottish accents. Oh, it's a terrible plan. <laughs> oh dear. So uh, as, a, as a PG at the upcoming event, can I ask what your opinion is of silver cake spray? Silver cake spray? Yes. Do you have anything against people opening their mouths, clenching their teeth, spraying some silver silver cake spray, and yelling witness me? So, sorry, did you say silver cake spray? Never mind. So the reference is lost on Alex. And me. And you, have you not seen Mad Max either? Nope. Oh my uh, god, can I go see Mad Max? Just hang up this podcast, drive to the cinema. No, I don't need to drive to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, there is a very good 1080p no, copy. It's sat on my laptop. It's sat on my laptop. No, it's sat on my laptop. <laughs> fucking hang this up and go watch it. It's my Friday night viewing. I'm not watching it yet. Okay. It's my Friday All right. night. All right. Cool. Alright, I'll let you off. It's my Friday night, right there, lined up, done. Okay. Yeah, there is. There's an HD copy sent around, I've um, observed. Oh, uh, yeah. I may have seen it in the cinema and then made my girlfriend watch it, but she wouldn't go to the cinema, so... Um, so, sorry, I, I, I understand the reference to silver cake spray now, but I don't understand why you're asking me about silver cake spray. Because crazy kamikaze attacks on warcasters. Do you, do you mean the WTC or the ETC? Nick, Nick why, why on earth have you not been on this podcast for so long, Nick? I can't imagine why that is. Uh, because I'm a terrible human being. Oh, that, yeah. But that was the reason, though. Um, that was Good dramatic the re-entrance, reason. Mike. Very good. He just sits down and... Clang, clang. <laughs> oh, like, Terminator notice, 3, clang. Did you notice he's not actually got a drink, though? No, I don't know. I'm not looking at my screen. I'm doing the ironing. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, I do, in fact, have, have a lovely uh, chilled Tesco cream soda. The things Kurt does while recording <laughs> Elite Cadre. It's not the first time. We've moved past... It's not the first the time. We've moved past... What's in your pay table? Uh, uh, three shirts. <laughs> is, it, is, this, is this the uh, coming of age? Or the, you're, you're taking on fatherhood with a new responsibility. These are all my work shirts. I don't iron for my children. <laughs> I think okay. the worst suggestion there is the fact that Kurt is actually responsible. Yeah. Have we not met? Uh, not in a while. Not in a while, it's true. Uh, no, I am. Um, my social life has um, become more... Uh, Hectic, so I've suddenly realised. Went, I'm not going to have any more time to iron until the weekend, and I'm running out of shirts. I think I should just iron. Just like iron ten minutes before you leave. Iron your shirt, put it on. It's nice and warm. Right. So I'm not 25. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 25 either anymore. <laughs> I'm not 25. I can't do that anymore. Not for some time now. Okay. 
On the other hand, I do have to say, what is this ironing thing of which you but, speak? What I'd also like to say is, yeah, I, challenge, I challenge any of you, I challenge any of you to get up. Alex may do it, but get up and iron a shirt while you're trying to get two girls ready to go to school at the same time. Yeah, Never done this morning with three children. That can't be good. Back three children you and, iron. and ironing at the same time and doing it on your own, though, on your own. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No, I'd die. It's bad enough trying to get lunches ready and... Get them, sat down, get them sat down eating the breakfast and then iron while they're eating the breakfast. But then, anyway, I, but then I'm trying to make lunches while they're eating the breakfast. So I'm running out of time. You need to plan these things out. See? Yeah. Whereas so, what I'm doing is the ironing and the, and the lunches the night before. To bring this thing sort of vaguely back onto... Amada. Some form Amara. of... Amada. Amada. Star Wars Amada. Amada. Do you well, want to do a mini topic in the second half, or do you, do you just want to do an extended hobby bit? I'm at it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Star Wars Armada. Star dude. Wars Armada. What, what it's is this? a tactical fleet action game. Yes. I just love Star Wars Armada. I did that wrong, but you know. So should we, should we just go back into an extended painting table segment? Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Apparently I've got a face on me. <laughs> what does that mean? What on earth are you doing, you gigantic idiot? Pervert was what I'd have gone for. <laughs> I'm playing with my spaceship. A matter. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Oh dear. Can you mute oh, him? You do, you do actually have a blockade runner. I've had this for ages. What, for X-Wing? Yeah, for X-Wing. I still haven't played with it, mind you. This is the most closest I get to playing with it. Go. See, I, I actually played some... Well, actually, no, I'm talking about that during the... Uh... Yes. Welcome back. We're on the other side of something. I'm out of <laughs> We are on the other side of something indeed. In fact, let's let's just launch from that, shall we? Nick's impromptu uh, kick back into the show. So, having done a fairly lengthy topic and not having anything to do for the second half, we might as well go straight to the painting stroke hobby table thing, whatever. It's a snappy title, I thought I'd keep it. I like it. Are we doing spelling it out? Well, being as no one has suggested a caster... Haley 3! Uh, not in War Room, not allowed. Oh, get get oh my sea. god, it has to be in War Room. Oh. Get in the fucking sea. The sea's a long way away from me. Get in the sea. Good. There'll be a lot of effort to get there, then. It's closer than it used to be, though, surely. Probably, actually, yeah. yeah. Pick a number between one and something higher than one. I jumped that far. I'm uh, looking through a deck of cards, and I pulled out the Joker. Well... Pick, I know. Uh, yeah, let's do, let's do, let's do the Batman game, Joker, spilling it out. <laughs> well... One and twelve. <laughs> these cards... One and are, twelve. Uh, are, are, are DC cards, and that one is and a Batman. Right there. One and twelve. Batman. Can I get rid of, Can I not have this face, Nick? Like, this cat face on me. What is this cat face you put on me, Mike? I haven't done anything. There's a cat face on me! That's your own well, someone please pick a number between You know, you know we used to do podcasts where they need a lot of editing? You know we used to do podcasts where they need a lot of editing? And we got away from it, so we just didn't digress that much, so we just, just, just like, throw it... I mean, what, ha- what happened? Uh, oh, hang on, wait. Yeah, Nick. Nick came back. Pick a number between 1 and 12. That's not 13, Mike. Seven. Eleven. Seven. So that's a mercenaries caster. Pick, and we, we did one of those last time. We did McBain. Yeah. McBain. Right. So we'll take mercenaries out. So that would make it a Trollblood Warcaster. <laughs> or Warlock. Pick a number between 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I have no idea what's going on anymore. Pick a number between 1 and 13. 11. 
11. Have we done Jarl Skull, Devil of the Yeah, Tournament? I think so. Groan. It's just, just, what is going on? No. Mike's off the podcast. Uh, th- this is not me. This is the idiot boy over there. <laughs> Will you stop playing about with that thing, you idiot? Can we kick him off the podcast, please? <laughs> please. Oh, he's gone. Good. <laughs> oh, crap. So, come on. Let's find it out. What, which faction are we going to do? How about Convergence? Have we ever, have we ever done a Convergence caster? Nobody, they all look the same. Nobody can tell them apart. Nobody understands them. Well, maybe we should help the people and educate them. Okay. Yes, I can get behind that. Okay. Oh, are you singing William Shatner as well now? So, pick a number between one and five. Five. Four. <laughs> Three. Two. Potato. Right. So, pick a number between one and five. Mike, you do it. Four. Uh, Forge Master Synthlerian. Seriously, someone hurt him. I've got an iron. Yeah, that'll work. Oh, he stopped. Excellent. Can we not invite him back? Shall I do a proper reintroduction then? Stop breathing. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I think do that. Actually, no, Alex, you normally come back for... um... Okay, I will do that. Okay, let me have a drink. How do you cope? I drink copious amounts of soft drinks. Sorry. Okay, so, yeah, so it's cost two, range cell, AOE control, uh, upkeep and non-offensive, um, no power. Uh, while in this, it's control area, models in this model's bath degree, start again. While in this... Oh dear, start how'd you again, cope? I don't know. While in its control area, models in this model's battle group gain a plus one cumulative bonus. It's a good job we all know what it does, isn't it? <laughs> while in its control area... Place, Alex. While in its control area, models in this model's battle group... Ah, oh, no, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> while in battle its control great. area really that's a great battle group while in its control area models in this model's battle group gain a plus one cumulative bonus on melee attack and melee damage rolls yeah, for yeah, each yeah, other yeah. model in, I've not finished yet for oh, each sorry. other model I might make a mistake yeah. for each other model in the battle group that's hit an enemy model with a melee attack this turn while in this model's control area other model, model other, control other model so you don't get hang on hang on hang on because that's slightly that's been changed slightly other model yeah you don't give yourself that's the same as it's always been well you never got the extra damage on the first hit from the first model no oh. I saw him playing it wrong against you Cap. I haven't played it in ages yeah 